Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. And welcome to the opening drive on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Happy holidays to you with Brooke Grimsley and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis. I'm Randy Carricker. It is 7 o'clock in St. Louis. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And we have a major station announcement coming up in about 15 minutes here on 101 ESPN. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. And we have a, a big show of interviews, kids. First of all, how are we doing? How are we doing on... Uh, on uh, Friday Eve. Oh, doing great. Doing awesome. Well, you, and you guys are leaving me for the holidays after nope. today. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. We are off tomorrow. We're out of here, Randy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? I will I will give you credit because I am a quick learner, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I pay attention. I don't always say things, but I watched you last year around this time huh? taking your days off strategically when you tell me, oh, my God. <laughs> Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and so the great Randy character taught me that, you know what, this is how you do it. Well, and so I'm going to get those days in and <laughs> I'll be back on Tuesday. Carrie, teams like to have that veteran presence. <laughs> <Need it. laughs> the veteran presence. <laughs> that is you. you. So uh, here's what we got coming up on the show. Uh, Bernie Federko is going to join us at 8.15. We're going to talk to Mizzou's football offensive coordinator, Kirby Moore. He'll join us at 8.40. Illinois Athletic Director Josh Whitman talking some ILO. Yeah, bragging rights at 9 o'clock. Uh, followed by Lindenwood coach Jed Stugart for a moment. We might have a special guest come in studio a little bit after Ooh. that, too. Hmm. Oh. It could happen. And then a Mizzou basketball coach Dennis Gates will join us coming up at 9.30 today here on 101 ESPN. Signing day is complete. Congratulations to Coach Kerry Davis, by the way, on yeah. your kids you. that all got Thank you. scholarship offers and scholarships and signed letters of intent. It is a, a great day, a great time. I mean, this is a, a special time of the year when kids can go to college, get signed their letters of intent. Uh, one of my kids, Tian Gray, is heading to the University of Oregon. The rest of our kids will sign. There are two signing days, so our other kids will sign in February. But Tian signed early. He is... Uh, heading to Oregon here, hopefully in the next couple of days to get ready for their bowl preparation. So he's a outstanding young man, 6'6", 300 pounds, 295, 310 pounds, somewhere around there. And just um, a good kid, man. And I'm excited for him. It's going to be fun. Now he got a, a, a another St. Louis kid and uh, mm-hmm. Jeremiah McClellan going there as well. So it's going to be, it's going to be really nice to see him perform and, and, 
excel. Yeah, and in the Big Ten and McClellan, the wide receiver from CBC, Ryan Wingo did wind up after all of our consternation yesterday. He really was sleeping sleep. uh, and slept in and uh, ultimately did sign with Texas Westminster edge rusher Joseph Anderson goes to Iowa. Congratulations to Caleb Red of DeSmet. On his way to Kentucky, Ryan Justice of Washington, the offensive tackle, and Jude James from Francis Hall, both on their way to Missouri, who did sign one five-star. So congratulations to Eli Drinkwitz and his staff. Uh, Williams Noweri from the Kansas City area, the five-star defensive end. He was rated by both ESPN and 24-7 as the fifth best player in the country. He's on his way to Mizzou, along with wide receiver Courtney Crutchfield out of Pine Bluff, Arkansas. He's a four-star and a terrific wide receiver. Jalen Brown, a defensive lineman from Madison, Alabama, on his way to Mizzou. They're loading up and trying to make it D-line zoo again. They are. I mean, what a day it was for Mizzou. And this is a testament to what Eli Drinkwitz has been able to build recruiting-wise and what he's been able to do through the transfer portal. But just real quick, because, CD, I have to get your take on this. How much has signing day? Do you guys remember? Well, first of all, typically in February, but now this early signing period has become the big signing day. People were putting out there their experiences on social media. Do you remember fax machines (laughs) and how that was a big part of signing day? Can we talk about how much it has completely changed now? It is completely different. Um, You know, it's it's a spectacle. Guys want to are excited about their opportunities. It's always been that way, but. It's just, I find it hard now because of the early signing period. I think at some point I hope that they change it back to just one signing period. But I understand uh, to a degree why they do it. But there is so much change that will happen over the next six weeks. And so you have kids signing early, but then some of the coaches that recruited those kids may no longer be on that staff. So there's so much shuffling around. It's For me, it's much better when it happens in February because things are generally settled down in terms of the coaching uh, carousel. But we'll see. Uh, Georgia with the number one class in college football. Alabama number two, Texas number three, Oklahoma four, LSU. Oh, no, these are just SEC. Uh, Georgia one, uh, Alabama two, Texas five, Oklahoma eight, LSU 11. Really? Yeah. Missouri 24. Missouri it does not mean more. It does mean more. It's like the entire conference in the top twenty-five of, of, of recruiting rankings for this year, Gary. Like it sounds it's like literally to me the, like, like some eighty-five percent of the conference bias is what I think is going I, on I, here. I think four straight political. championships will lend yeah. itself to political. And uh, what nine of eleven yeah. championships lends itself to political well, bias. You know, it just it, it sounds like something shady going on here. I don't want to. I don't want to break any news here. If you consider better football shady, I don't want to be the one breaking news here. You, uh, <laughs> your uh, curiosity and interest was piqued by Drink- Eli Drinkwitz yesterday. Yeah, he had some great comments. We were talking about what he's been able to do on the recruiting side, but also the way that he's utilized the transfer portal. I think has been a big thing for Eli Drinkwitz and Mizzou. And he had some comments on a show when he was asked about why he's allowing some of his Mizzou players who have entered the transfer portal to come back and play in the Cotton Bowl if they want to. And I think this is a big reason why some players are even gravitating because of his ability to understand, okay, I know that the transfer portal could be controversial, NIL as well, but I'm going to lean into it instead of leaning away. The guys who have entered the portal from your program, you've told them you're welcome to come back. You're welcome to practice with us if you want and play in the bowl game if you want. What, What led you to that decision? You know, our brotherhood was really strong this year, and it takes every single person. We, we have a just-us mentality to achieve what we achieved this year. And, uh, you know, getting an opportunity to go to the Cotton Bowl is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. 
uh, for these players. And I sure didn't want them to have to decide between I really feel like I need to get in the portal to explore all my options or have a once in a lifetime experience. So I just want to take the stress off of them and say, hey, I understand there's going to be guys that want to go get more playing time or this, or that or the other. And you're still a valuable member of our brotherhood. We had three simple rules. Don't be a distraction um, and make sure you put the team first in your decisions. Um, and, and and they were able to do that. You know, last weekend, there were several of them that had to go to OVs, just asked that they were back by four o'clock for our Sunday practice, which was our first practice for Ohio State. I think it's been really good. I think it's uh, it shows our team that there's a level of compassion, um, you know, with our brotherhood and understanding that this is a journey that everybody's on. Um, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do or not the right thing to do, but it does work for us and it's going to work for us this year. And players pay attention to that, right? They're yeah. going to notice during this whole process, because we have seen some play or coaches come forward and say they don't like the transfer portal, they don't like NIL. And I know that it wasn't too long ago that Eli Drinkwitz had those comments where he kind of compared his brother, who's a pediatrician, his salary to what they're making at NIL. Yeah. But the way that Eli Drinkwitz has really embraced and leaned into the transfer portal at NIL, and even those comments of, okay, even if you transfer, we are still going to accept you because you're part of this brotherhood this season. I think that players pay attention to this stuff because you want to make sure the school you're going to understands the way that the game has changed and is fully on board with it. I think it's really it's really cool. I think it's good. Hats off to Eli for doing that. Um, you're teaching these young men, and, and, and it is a business, but you're really showing them, hey, you can go on your interview, uh, official visit. That's what the OV was for. You can go on your official visit. I also know it's an interview and and have uh and, and, but be back by this time so we can get our work in if you're if you're planning on being here. I think it's really I think that's really cool of him to do that cuz there again there are a lot of coaches that would not accept you won't you don't want to be here, you want to move on. Okay, fine. Let's just cut it off. We're done. He's allowing them to still partake in the opportunity to play in the bowl game, prepare for the bowl game, have that experience, but uh, with the understanding that they won't be with us uh come January. We have uh, Great basketball here in St. Louis coming up on Friday. It's the McBride and Son Homes Bragging Rights game, Mizzou and Illinois. And there are apparently still tickets available for that contest. You want to head on down. I think it's an 8 o'clock start over at uh, at Enterprise Center on Friday night. That would be tomorrow night. Meanwhile, last night, St. Louis U lost at NC State 82-70. to Billikens had a lead in the first half, weren't able to sustain it, and fell by a dozen. Blues at Panthers tonight, 6 o'clock puck drop, 5 o'clock pregame here on 101 ESPN as the Blues take on Matthew Kachuk and the Eastern Conference champion Panthers. And Jim Harbaugh in trouble. And uh, the, the Illinois, or Illinois, Michigan football program, uh, a level one violation and multiple level two violations for uh cheeseburger gate cheeseburger gate yeah. <laughs> yeah some of this stuff is ridiculous i mean you you there are so many obscure rules in terms of what you can and cannot do when it comes to recruits or guys coming on campus or you know official visits versus non-official visits it, it's it's a lot of information and you you usually want to err on the side of caution don't do it if you're not if you're not sure don't do it don't give a kid a cheeseburger. Don't give him $2 if he needs to get on the bus. I don't know. Like, should he walk? Like, at what point does being a decent human being matter? I got mm-hmm. I got millions of dollars. I don't think, if you're Jim Harbaugh, I got plenty of money. I don't think buying a kid a cheeseburger should be punished to that degree. I don't, I don't, don't think. Uh, it's a special cheeseburger. I think that, uh, actually, I think it would be great for our educational system to make sure that kids are healthy. Yeah, uh, a cheeseburger. And that's all that Tennessee was doing, remember, right? Where yeah, they were just, they were just getting bags. A, yeah, it was just cheeseburgers. cheeseburgers. With money 
on top of the oh. cheeseburgers. Underneath. They well, had the cheeseburgers on top, I'm sure. It was an accident. And clearly, they put the money <laughs> in the bag and forgot which Coaches bag it was. And get busy at times, and sometimes they have to tell the young man, go buy yourself a cheeseburger. There you go. Here's some money to Listen, buy a cheeseburger. There you go. What are we doing? <laughs> Just move. We'll get you paid, fella. We'll get you fed. Don't you worry about it. Now Trust with this me. coming out, do you think that this will even push him even more towards the NFL? It's not even that big of a violation, really. No, when you look at it, it's, it's a so. tiny slap. And on this the wrist. was something that already had been talked about, right? This is not a new infraction or, or something that we hadn't heard about. It's just, I don't think that this is going to be the thing that pushes him over the edge. I think he, especially if they're able to get past Alabama, make it to the championship game, and win it, why would you want to leave? Why would you want to go? I, I mean. NFL is a little bit easier in terms of on you in terms of not having to be on the road recruiting, but Jim Harbaugh isn't on the road recruiting. He right. he goes and pops into that player that he needs to see, yep. and maybe what five ten times a year during the recruiting process. I don't think that that's too way too heavily on him. No, oh, he has a, a guy that'll pay his own way to scout the opposing. There you oh. go. And he and you can't do that anymore in the NFL, right, New England? <laughs> this is true. We are off and running here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Coming up, a major programming announcement from 101 ESPN. Stick around. That's coming your way next on the opening drive. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. About a year and a half ago, Carrie Davis joined uh, the opening drive. Michelle Smallman made her way up to New York, and she is one of the hosts of our national show that comes on before us. Uh, it's called Unsportsmanlike, and she's actually in town. She's right down the hall oh, here today. Is she here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, How about that? Doing, a, doing a show from St. Louis. But as we know, things in radio have a tendency to change at times, and with that being the case, Kerry Davis has something that he would like to tell you. Well... Um, no tears. Nah, no tears. Uh, so it has, it has been a fantastic ride here with you all. I, I have enjoyed every moment. Randy, you have brought me into this and allowed me to be myself, enjoy this. Brooke joined us, uh, I guess, a halfway into last year with me, and you have been awesome. Rock is my guy. We, we debate everything under the sun. Uh, but unfortunately, I will no longer be able to do that with you all because I will be moving to the fast lane from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. starting Tuesday. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that, but I know I am going to miss you all because I love you all. You all are great friends and, and family, and I, I just appreciate all that you have done for me and my career so far in this in this space. And I'm, I'm thankful. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for this opportunity. I'm happy to be with you all, and I'm going to miss you all. And we're happy for you to join Anthony and Jamie. And what's happened is because of Jamie doing blues, obviously Brad – Thompson departed and, and Jamie doing the blues. And uh, if you listen in the afternoon, we just don't have a ton of consistency in the afternoon show. And Anthony and Carrie have worked together for years. Yep. You're great friends yep. and you work well together. So to provide a level of consistency in the afternoon show, Carrie will be there every single day with Anthony. And that'll be great. It'll be a great listen. It'll be fun. We'll have a great time. We'll... Uh... We'll talk a lot of football. Yeah. I'll, I'll make sure that we do that with him because he loves football. I love football. Yep. And so we, we'll talk about that. But, again, I, I am thankful 
for you all. You have been, you know, great people to work with. Get up. It makes life easier. Getting up in the morning for me is not easy, right? I, I, <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> Sometimes I know you all like, is, is, yeah. he, is he going to make it? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. But um, I enjoy being here with you all because it makes it fun. It makes it yeah. easy. And it is just you know, it's, it's been a breeze, and it's been fun, and it's been great. So. Yeah, it's been, and oh, by the way, Jamie isn't going anywhere. When we don't have hockey, Jamie will be here. Yes. Yeah, and now you get to sleep in, as you mentioned. Yes. I, no, I, listen, I, I do love y'all, but I do love you to like sleep. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we should also add head coach at Hazelwood Central. What's yes. yes. There? Mm-hmm. So I did uh, resign from that position a couple of weeks ago because I knew that this was coming down the pike, and I knew that I would not be able to coach football and obviously do radio our practices started at 245 and would end around 515 so it's impossible to be in both places at the same time um so i'm just uh i again i'm 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 blessed to have been able to coach those kids that was a really hard conversation for me uh because i did that for six years and Mm -hmm. it was um you know it was a it was a bit emotional because i (laughs) love those kids man i love being there with them i love watching them progress and and become young men from the time that they're freshmen and they're 14 years old until the time that they're 18 and they're leaving to go off to college it's a it's a special moment to be a part of their lives so that's going to be tough for me not to be a part of that uh but again i i know that the opportunity ahead is is really I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate for it. Well, I'm really excited to listen to you on the fast Thank lane. You. And CD, you've been amazing. Just wanted to say that I'm very grateful for all the advice and everything See, that you've yeah, given nah, me. Because this has been, <laughs> this has been, you know, a transition for me too. And you know, you, Randy, and Rock have made this so fun. Just mm-hmm. coming over here on the radio side of things after doing TV, and you've made it a lot of fun. I've learned so much <laughs> from you, especially when it comes to driving home a point. That's something that I will take away from you Thank and you. continue to work on so yeah. we're very grateful we're, we're still gonna call you oh yeah the fight is still my favorite uh-huh. part of the day so if i'm you know if I, even when i was off when i took days off i would listen and you know the fight was my because i love giving rock crap crap good, rid- get good riddance <laughs> He's not going to have anyone to argue with. He's going. Oh, you, buddy, you, buddy, you, you got to show up about noon for the show. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm here till about two every day anyway. Don't you put your guard down, be, fella. I'm, you I'm be in there waiting. Yeah, we'll get our my the pre-show now for me. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it right. <laughs> on well, audio from up. the fast lane the night before. Stack up like you said. What now, Kerry? A regular listener from the six one eight asks: Was this decided a week back? Oh my gosh. Oh, Are you going to take that with you? No question. I got okay. you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It'll, uh, be, it'll be fun. Okay. Uh, other texts from the uh, 760. CD will be a target in the gauntlet. Oh, <laughs> yes. I've done the gauntlet once. Um, uh, it is it is difficult, especially if you get random. Like, Oh, man, I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> Heck knows anything yeah. about random stuff. Uh, best of luck to CD in the fast lane. Best of luck from a former Hazelwood Central Hawk. Thank class you. Class of Go 1995. Hawks. Go Hawks. Oh, we, were, we, were, we were there at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Will there be a new morning host? Brooke and I will handle uh, the the morning for the foreseeable future. You all will do awesome. You all will be great. It's going to be, you you all are going to do great. Oh, yeah. How about this from the 618? I would love to throw my hat in the ring to be CD's replacement. So we already have. There you go. go. That's good good to hear. We like that. So you're hired. You're hired. (laughs) (laughs) They show up tomorrow. Yeah, that didn't take long. (laughs)
Hey, Randy said I got a job. Who, who, who are you, sir, ma'am? Who are you? Who are you again? I, was, I texted in the 618. You, you, didn't, you didn't see my text? Yeah. That's hilarious. We'll just have a revolving door of people coming <laughs> yeah. in until one settles, right? So. That would be hilarious. Uh, no. Carrie, no. I work third shift. I sleep in the afternoon. Ugh, oh, I will miss you. Love you, brother. Keep doing great. I, I'm sure you will do great. Well, Thank you. That's one of the great things about the podcast here yep. on 101 ESPN. Uh, uh, 101 ESPN with the app. And at 101ESPN.com yes. is that you can listen to Carrie pretty much anytime on yes. your phone. Yep, two to six. We'll be on live, obviously, but if you need to check it out another time, the the, the podcast is available. And again, we're gonna. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Jamie is is hilarious. Anthony obviously is hilarious. Those guys are are awesome. So you know we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be having fun. And and I'll be in next week. It'll be me and Jamie for a couple of hours and then BT will be joining. So it's going to be we're going to have some some good. No good Anthony time. next week, huh? Anthony is out all next week. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, he's yeah. he he Come just on, I, I told him I was coming. He's like, I'm gone. I'm really <laughs> really. Okay. That's a, we're starting this relationship off a little rocky. Uh there Anthony, but no, it, it'll be good. It'll be fun. Good. Aww. And then uh, we will have uh we'll wind up with a third person on this show in in Carrie's chair. So uh, stay tuned for that announcement in the in the future, but uh, for the next couple of weeks at least it will be Brooke Grimsley, Matthew Rocchio, and Randy Carricker on the opening drive. We can handle that, I think. Yeah, we're but pretty, we'll always miss you. We, we will. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, I, I'm going to. Uh, Kerry Davis smiles every morning. He says he doesn't like waking up, but he's. You always smile. You always got the fist bump every morning. Every I'm morning. Say. Yeah, we yeah. do. It's going to be. It's going to be different. But again, like I said, it's. It's been awesome. Hey, we get a text from the three one four. We'll miss you, Kerry. Spelled three different ways. I, I will miss that. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure I will get some of You'll that in the fast lane. <laughs> the misspelling K A R I or K E R R Y. It doesn't matter. As long as you're saying yeah. it. I've C-A-R-E-Y. never seen so C-A-R-E-Y. many spellings of it's Carrie. amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Ryder called me Cardi a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Coming up here on 101, and by the way, the, the announcement again, if you just missed it, Carrie Davis will be moving to the fast lane starting next Tuesday, the day after Christmas. He will not be with the opening drive anymore, but he'll still be one of the key members of 101 ESPN, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing him with Anthony and Jamie in the afternoons, and uh, Matthew and Brooke and I will try to get you through your mornings here for the foreseeable future here on 101 ESPN. Do we have another another great texture? No, we're good. So coming up, we've got the uh, McBride and Son Bragg and Rights game Friday night at Enterprise Center, and you've got a Mizzou grad here in uh, Matthew Rocchio, and you've got an Illinois grad here in Kerry Davis, and those two are going to put together their all-time oh, Bragg and God. Rights teams, and then I Brooke wait. and I have to determine which of those two teams is going to win. I can't wait because they be were fun. already battling it out yesterday, yeah. and so I'm I'm excited to see what this will look like. It's going to be a long segment. <laughs> Coming your way on 101 ESPN. <laughs> Warm weather means homework for homeowners. And if your homework means a new deck, then turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with 
with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber is an authorized Yeti dealer and also stocks a large assortment of grills. So celebrate summer with a new Big Green Egg, Weber Gas, or Charcoal Grill, and all of the accessories from Hackman Lumber. Come visit their showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. All right, the Bragging Rights game is Friday night over at Enterprise Center. Mizzou and Illinois are going to play, and the McBride and Son Homes. Bragging rights are on the line. And Carrie attended the University of Illinois. ILO. Matthew <laughs> attended the University of Missouri. MIZ. And uh, these two There's yesterday no were that, uh, <laughs> Come on going now. back and forth over who would win a game between an all-star bragging rights team of Mizzou players in their prime, or in college at least, and an all-star team of Illinois players. Uh, in, well, they in, were in college. In college. Well, college. Hold on a second. Yeah. Does, oh, does, we, does, we their, does their talent level overall as basketball no. players come into this? <laughs> we're talking about what they were hold on a moment. at their university. When they played in the bragging rights game. When they played at their peak in the bragging rights game. Ah, look at Rock. Now he's got to rethink his whole... Because <laughs> uh, MPJ didn't play, did he? Oh, no. I feel like that's an unfair thing that I have to My leave back. out. I feel like I'm being unfairly handicapped My in this for, for no apparent reason. The man played for the Missouri Tigers in his there? college career. How many games did he play? Like six? I don't see why that's relative to this. <laughs> Kyrie Irving was a, was, a, was a Duke Blue Devil, wasn't he? He was a Cleveland Cavalier. That's what we... That's when he first played basketball. Yeah. Duke. This okay. is ridiculous. So, uh, well, them's the rules. Come on. Them's the rules. You're taking away one of my stars, and that's fair? Okay, I mean, fine, fine, fine. Okay, you, well, you know what, though? You put an asterisk next to uh, Mike right. Porter. Yeah, we, we have to, uh, we have uh, unfortunately, from a football standpoint, I think we have to take away John Matuzak from Missouri also, uh, who was there for a month or something. <laughs> To take him away. I don't see why that was necessary. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. In, I'm down, and you're kicking me. Right. I'm down, and you're kicking me. <laughs> Troy Aikman is not a product of the University of Oklahoma. There you go. See, that's just, it's just. Hey, got I mean, right is right, wrong is wrong. You, with that being said, Rock, you can go first. Yeah, there you go. We want to go. go. We want to go positions, or we just want to go positions. Overall? Positions. positions. Okay, we'll start with the point guards. Then this one's pretty easy for me. The man was one of the best passers in college basketball when he was at Mizzou, and he happens to be the leading passer at Mizzou when it comes to assists. I'm going to go with Flip Pressy. Phil Flip Pressy is going to be my one guard in this well, game. Well done. Well done. Um, I'm going to go with a young man. I actually talked to him a couple of days ago. I was trying to get him on. Scheduling <laughs> conflicts were uh, unable to. He's the head coach at uh, Roosevelt University now, and. Hmm. One of the greatest, just one of the, when you think of college basketball, he, his name definitely is one of the top names. This is a young man named D. Brown, two-time All-American, player of the year in the Big Ten, spectacular, spectacular basketball player, better, better young man. Okay, there we go. Matthew. 
right, uh, I'm going to go with my two guard. Pretty easy here. He was 6'6". He shot for 42% from the three-point line at a time when people just weren't doing that. His last three years of Mizzou, he averaged 15, 21, and then 20. Give me Kareem Rush <laughs> as my two guard coming out here for the Tigers. I do like Kareem. Oh, I, 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 I like him. He, you know, he's a very good player. Very good. Wow. Um, but I'm going to go with my two guard. Yeah, he's pretty good. We, we have, you know, at Illinois, we, we, we now I, I got to admit, our lineup is going to be a little bit smaller in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, we're not going to have a lot of height <laughs> in, in the post, but we are going to have uh, four guards that we're going to run out there. I'm going to go with the, the two guard, Mr. Darren Williams. All right, fine. Another uh, All-American basketball player. He's pretty good. Had a really good career in the NBA as well. Yeah, he's uh, good. Played for a long time. I'm just adding that I thought that we weren't considering that. That's just adding that on. Oh, not, no, okay. No, I'm just giving, oh, you, okay. giving you background. It's not me mm-hmm. telling you that that's, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just giving you some background as to who All he right. is. You know. All right, that's fair. That's fair. This one, this one, this one's a little tricky because I, I lost my, I lost my small forward oh. like three and a half Gosh, minutes ago. I kind of feel like Conzo Martin right now. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> yes, he gets yes. it. He gets it. We all get it. I'm gonna go with a man who happened to have a pretty successful pro basketball career after his time in Missouri. You know, just he just happened to play for the same team for like 17 uh, years in a row. I'm gonna go with Anthony Peeler at the I three guard. Like all my wins. Now I was a fan. Now, this is now you're talking about my my him and Javon Crudup. That's my era of watching uh, Mizzou basketball. That, those guys were were really good. But but all in all, I mean, he had a. You said he had a really good career. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's extremely yeah, good. Career. So so my small forward had a really good career as well in the in the NBA and and also in in college. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we're we're star studded here. We're gonna go Nick Anderson. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, fiery. I, actually, right, let me rephrase. Star studded, but not not necessarily clutch. You know what? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> you took a shot there. That's fine. Go ahead. Okay. Go next ahead. Up. I'm just. Yes. I just want to. I just want to point out really quickly. So Nick Nick Anderson at, at Illinois, solid player across two years. 16 points per game. 18 points per game across his career. You know, Peeler was was ripping off 24 per game. Uh, his, his final season at Mizzou. I just want to okay. just want to right. point that right. out. Right. I, just, I just thought I'd just point that out there. Okay. And I'm gonna go with. Uh, I mean, when you think about Missouri basketball, Derek Chivas is is, an, is a name mm-hmm. that is synonymous with Missouri basketball. And so I'm sticking him in the four spot there. That's where he played at oh. Missouri. That's where he's gonna play in my lineup. And don't worry, Kerry, I got more. I got plenty of size coming for you on the bench and at the five spot. That's that's wonderful because my my four and my three are really interchangeable. They can they can guard multiple positions. They can do they they they're versatile. Is what they're we both, like to call it's because they're both short. <laughs> short if you, if you oh. okay if six five is short that's fine. We're gonna go with Kendall Gill. Now again okay. those two are interchangeable at small forward and power forward. Probably Nick you'll see more at the power forward position, but because he's a little little sturdier, Kendall Gill is my uh, three slash four. Okay. Good, I like that. I think my team is killing yours. Standing at seven foot two. Sounds nice. Out of DeSmet High School, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Stepanovich at the five. Who else could it be? The number two overall pick in the draft. And the guy's seven foot tall. We're blocking everything. Don't come in. This is this is a no layup zone, Gary. Well, you know, that sounds Delightful and, and and wonderful. And think about that: if, if Steve-O had Flip Preston giving him the entrance you know, passes instead of Frank Cusimano, the amount of points he would have scored. So we're we're Cruz didn't go to Mizzou. Now we're we're going to we're, again. My 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 lineup is is 
really the six six and under league so uh-huh. far. Okay. We got a, we got a really smaller yeah. lineup in terms of basketball. Oh, so I, I gotta struggling. have I gotta have some post presence, and and so we're gonna go with the seven foot two hundred eighty five young man out of Kingston, Jamaica, and that's Kofi Cockburn. Who we're going to a two time consensus All American, two time All Big Ten, big fella down in the paint. Whatever you want to do, he's there. Defend. You get past one of my guards, he's going to be there to defend the paint, and he's going to dunk it on you on the opposite end. D, throw it up. You know who's there. Okay. Now let's each put together a three-man bench so you have an eight-man rotation. Uh, my first bench guy, this one's going to be easy. Uh, Doug Smith, 6'10", 220. Uh, his final year at Mizzou, he averaged 24 points, 11 boards, 3 assists, 2 blocks, like and Smith. 2 steals. And his career numbers were 17, 8, and 3 across 130 games in college basketball. Doug Smith easily coming off my bench. More size. You're in trouble, Kerry. You're in well, trouble. You're speaking about size, so I, I do have to go and get me another power forward and, and a guy that can play some center uh, as well. And so I'm going to go with the, the 6'9", 200. 40 pound Brian Cook. Oh. Very he's he's the the, the sixth overall leading scorer in, in Illinois history. And I'm gonna have to leave some guys off of this list. And I, I don't like it, but B Cook has to be on that on that team because I need a little bit more size. I'm just I'm just gonna continue just destroying you with size right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from a, a pretty guard heavy stable that we got for the Tigers. I'm gonna go with Arthur Johnson, a man who blocks shots. Literally, like he was, he was. That's what he was on the court to do because it was. He had multiple seasons with two block shots per game. Arthur Johnson is an absolute hoss of of a basketball player. I'm putting Arthur Johnson in there for the Tigers. Very nice. All right, so we're gonna we're still going down this bench, and I'm I'm you know I'm working towards uh, building out my roster, and so you know I gotta go with the number two overall scorer, leading scorer in Illinois history, and that is Kewan Garris. He's a bucket getter. People around here, they've seen him in the Bragging Rights game. You know we about have. This one, my, this, this final pick for me might be a little bit biased by my age, but if I need instant offense off the bench, I'm not, I'm not sure why. I got a, a lot of scores, green rushed, empty peeler. But in my opinion, Marcus Denman was one of the most dynamic players to ever touch a ball in a Mizzou uniform, and so I'll easily my sixth man coming off the bench, my scoring guard, it's Marcus Denman. Okay, all right. Well, I, I, I think you have a you have a. You yeah, got a decent team, right? Decent. Guy. You got a decent team, and and so I'm trying to to still piece together this this last bench spot, and I'm I'm torn, Randy. I'm I am torn because we got we got so many names at the U at the University of Illinois that it is it's hard to just pick one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I'm gonna go with with the size, and I'm torn though because Frank Williams for me was was spectacular. He was yeah. one of the guys, but I think I'm gonna have to go with the all time leading scorer in Illinois history. 6'9", power forward, small forward, Deion Thomas. Let's see what you got going oh, on. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 18 Didn't points a game. Didn't know if you were going to go to him. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling, you, had a feeling you were sitting on that name for a little bit. Nah, he's going right. to round out that bench, and he's not going to be the last so, one coming off the bench. For Matthews Mizzou Tigers, he's got a backcourt of Phil Pressy and Kareem Rush up front. Steepo, along with Peeler at the small forward, and Derek Chivas at the four. And then Doug Smith, Arthur Johnson, and Marcus Denman making up the bench. For Illinois, Kerry's got a backcourt of D. Brown and Darren Williams. A small forward, Nick Anderson. Kendall Gill is at the four, and Kofi Coburn is his center with a bench of Brian Cook, Kiwan Garris, and Deion Thomas. This should be a hell of a game. Listen, oh, it would be a great game. I'm going, I'm yeah. going ILL all day. I don't even think it's questionable. 
I mean, listen, you got a pretty good backcourt. I'll, I'll no, admit that. There's, there's, we we have defensive troubles in the backcourt <laughs> because it's not it's not like D Brown's like you know going to completely overpower flip. But you know, Darren Williams was Darren Williams. Kareem Rush wasn't really known as being a great defender necessarily. But down low is where we're going to win this game, Carrie. I don't think so. And so I, I mean, I don't know the amount of times that we're going to pull down a board and Kareem Rush is going to have not an, not an orange jersey within ten feet of him and uh. just. Hand in the cookie jar. He, he, just tack up three. Let's go, baby. I do, oh, it's going to happen 13 times the game. It's Stephen Curry over there. Uh, now we're going. 42%. <laughs> now we're going. In the 2000s. We're, we're already getting some texts in with people weighing in on this one. From the 314. Oh, my God. This Mizzou lineup would absolutely light up the ILL lineup. Is, that's madness, if you ask me. That's crazy. That's the, crazy talk. The top, the I mean, the the senior seasons of some of the players on this Mizzou roster are disgusting. Like Peeler goes from eighteen points to twenty four in his senior uh, season. Mm-hmm. The Doug Smith season is ridiculous. Again, twenty Doug Smith, twenty four, eleven, three, two, and two. Really good at six ten to twenty. Then You're we got with that. a text from the six one eight. Where is Mister Energy Kenny Battle? I, I, I said I had to leave some people off. Man. I, you had too many I, options. I, CD. I did way too many options, and and I mean I got the leading the three of the top leading scorers in Illinois history. I got it was six of the top leading scorers would be Cook. I, I had to go in that direction, um, but it but again it, it's hard when you only get eight players mm-hmm. when you have such an illustrious history as we do <laughs> at the U of I. It, it's so many great players in our history, um, and so yeah, and, the, and we the, got. Go ahead, sir. The old heads are coming after me for not for picking John Sunvold. I had I had two guards and I had I had another guard before I was going to take Sunvold. Hmm. To be honest, but he okay. was he was he was in there. It was close. It's it's tough when you well, when you limit it down to eight. Who am I supposed to kick out? You want me to kick out Rush? You want me to kick out Peeler? You want me to kick out Denman? Those are pretty good guards. Another follow up question for you guys. So from the four one seven, who's coaching each team? Uh, I'm glad we, you we took Norm and Lou. Lou Henson. Yeah. Lou Henson. That's what made this Bragg and Wright's game. It's it's yeah. got to be Norm Stewart and Lou Henson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, can't think of another Mizzou coach I'm going to take we, right now. We got a text from six three six. No, no, not I'm not. No, no not <laughs> taking Kim Anderson. No, yes, we, got, we got a text from the six three six. Illinois would run Mizzou off the court. Mizzou would be exhausted by halftime. I have to agree. I think this is a really good game. I disagree with that assessment. You're running around. I do think the elite shooter in this game is Williams. And I really like that bench. Not that I dislike the bench of Smith, Johnson, and Denman for Mizzou, but the Cook, Garris, Deion Thomas bench, to me, gives Illinois a distinct advantage here. I think Coburn and Stepo kind of X each other out. Uh, I, I think Gill and Chivas kind of X each other out. I, I really think that the difference in this game is going to be in the backcourt. I think Brown... It has a significant edge over Phil Pressey, and I think Williams has an edge over Rush that, and, the, and the bench, and that's why I go where I, where I would go with ILO. Illinois winning by three. Ah, okay. Oh, we'll I might do it. a little bit more by three, I but still. Eight. When you said Brown, that was it for me for Be Illinois. Brown, that's yeah. my guy. Yeah, that, that, that man transcended. The one man fast break, he could get it and go. D. Yeah. He now, was gone. If if the game is close and late. Illinois has to send either Garris or Nick Anderson to the line. Why do we have the bring up? You know, <laughs> the Texans are hitting on it, too. You're not going to put the Darren is fine to go to the line. He's okay. He can knock oh down a God. couple of free throws. We're good. All right. Uh, that was fun. Bragging rights Friday night Gosh. over at Enterprise Center. And I believe it's an 8 o'clock start. And uh, yes, I just want to say, Kerry, the old school basketball guy, he, he saw a team completely outmatched in size and said, no, no, we'll, we'll win that game. Don't worry. 
Just seems like a little bit of a change of mindset what you usually give Kerry. Well, Brown and Williams. I, yeah, I, I couldn't put Luther Head on the team. Luther is my guy. Like, I, I just, so many options, man. It's tough when you got, you got Frank Williams, you got Luther Head. It's just so it's much hard. great talent that has been at the U of I. It, it's A.O. DeSumo. It's, it's so many names that I just, you know, I, I, for you all that were left off, charge it to my, to my head, not my heart. Didn't have enough space. <laughs> there we go. Coming up on 101 ESPN, we want you to get your text in for Take It or Leave at 314-399-9646. 314-399-YOHO. Tioli next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Take it or leave it. Want to say something? Want to put it out there? If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, set it right back. Get your text into 314-399-9646. And give us your take it or leave it. Brought to you by Gloria Lou Realty. Visit GloriaHasTheBuyers.com and start packing. That's my final offer. Take it or leave it. Text to the Air Comfort Service text line 314-399-9646, 314-399-YOHO. All right, kids, the uh, folks at ESPN.com have a piece up at ESPN Plus entitled Fixing the NFL's Most Disappointing Teams, Jets, Chargers, Patriots. Take it or leave it, there is no way to fix the Jets. Oh, uh, I think I got to take that. They yeah, are, they're a uh, mess, and they uh, have been for 50 yes. years. That's who they are. Like, you don't don't worry about it. That's that's who they are. That's what they are. And I don't think that they're going to get better. Like, no, not with that uh, ownership uh, and leadership. And even with, I think, you know, having, having Aaron Rodgers there, a healthy Aaron Rodgers will assist in being better, obviously. Mm-hmm. But they are just being... <sighs> Some people can't. Some some organizations have a hard time getting out there, getting out of their own way, mm-hmm. and they may be one of those organizations. I agree. I'm, I'm taking it. All right. So yesterday was National Signing Day, and we we saw a lot of kids going to a lot of different places. Take it or leave it. The NIL and the transfer portal has really evened out all of college football, and is going to make it make more parity amongst all of these teams. You're gonna take it. Yeah, I'm going to take it too. It's just, it's interesting to see how much everything has changed so quickly. And if you're not a part of that tra- change in the transition, you're going to be left behind yeah. when it comes to all of this, the transfer portal and recruiting. It looks to me like what's happening is kids are realizing now, five-star kids, okay, the kid that is green, that's going, leaving Oklahoma for mm-hmm. Mizzou. Yeah. You get into college football and say, Okay, this is this is fine, but you know what? There's a better place for me, and it's not necessarily a blue blood. I mean, wasn't the Oisa five star too at at Oklahoma and finds his way to Missouri? It seems to me that kids that used to stay at a place, five star kids, now realize well they they have an option and they take advantage of it to go places that aren't necessarily blue blood but are more fun. Yeah, I I the whole transfer portal thing. Do you think that? When it comes to these kids entering the portal, they already have a school in mind, right? I would well, hope so, oh yeah. but then yeah. I've also heard some stories where some of them maybe don't have it finalized, and then you're in this weird limbo with the transfer portal. It's a difficult space to be in because you want to have a home. 
they're not supposed to be able to reach out uh, and talk to you, especially if you're still on the roster and haven't entered the transfer portal. But the only way to get information that you should or could in- enter the transfer portal is to have some type of information, yeah, some type so of clue. The, that's another weird <laughs> so, part of it. It's one of those things, I guess. Hush, don't say anything. Yeah, no, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a secret. Well, speaking of signing day, yesterday, Hugh Freeze, Auburn's head coach, had some interesting comments about recruiting. There's some schools in this conference that uh, they 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 believe in last night efforts, and what you know you gotta you gotta fight and you gotta hold on and you gotta stay up all night and play video games and do stuff that's out of my comfort zone and um, but you you just you know there was there was some late night pushes and we won held on some and won one and lost one and. Um, People in this conference are good at what they do, and um, I don't always like what is done, but it's uh, it's it's you know you got to just you got to have plans and you got to fight for it. And late night efforts, video mm-hmm. games at two o'clock in the morning. What do you? I mean, I. I think what has taken Hugh Freeze out of his comfort zone is that other schools now are doing what he's done all along. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. We got everybody doing it now. This is unfair. It's so weird to me because is this not what is happening now? And to go out and make comments that you don't like it necessarily, but Mm -hmm. that's just how it it goes right now. I would would venture to say that, and I don't know this, but there's a... a large number of college coaches that do not like the recruiting process, oh, but yeah. understand that it is a major part of the process to to get kids and to keep their job. So you got to do some things that you don't like, and you know, talking to kids all day and all night to to woo them to come to your university is one of them. I'll give uh, Matthew Rocchio the floor for sixty seconds here to tell us about Hugh Freeze, Ole Miss, and Larry Me Tunsil. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I mean this he's this 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 is the height of hypocrisy because it was pretty <laughs> the the thing that no one talks about from the big Larry Me Tunsil moment is obviously the gas mask marijuana was quite the thing on the draft, but Ole Miss took a huge hit that night because Larry Tunzel then admitted that Hugh Freeze was paying for his rent. <laughs> on yeah. national television, on sports, SportsCenter is rolling his post-draft interview, and he just says, uh, yeah, and then they gave me money. And then he says, yeah, yeah, they gave me money to pay for rent. And he immediately gets pulled off the podium and then everyone knows now that Hugh Freeze is essentially cheating and we then go from well he's paying Larry Tunzel's rent to he's doing a lot more than that <laughs> and everything would then you know yeah. fall apart at Ole Miss and he's, he's a scumbag for now turning around and being like this conference I tell you what you were at the spearhead of the illegal side of things now people are maybe being a little bit more legal with it and now you have an issue with it you're he's a, they, Hugh Freeze is a scumbag you ain't, you ain't trying. what do you got on the say. text line there Matthew <laughs> okay, check, gotta look at the text line. No, sorry about that. Somebody's saying, by looking at our opponents early in the season, the Cardinal season could be over about, I don't know, April 20th. Oh, no, no. Let's we, leave that. We got at least May 5th. Oh, man. Oh, Randy. At least May 5th. That's two weeks later. Well, two uh, and a half. shall we take a look at the schedule? Yeah, I just, oh, do we have was, to do that again? That's why this it's is so, so Randy's response Randy? was so perfect. <laughs> I mean, we got until May 5th. Come on now. It's what do we so have? brutal. No, they're they're, they're going to be fine. They're, they're, it's not going to be over by May 5th. It's not. Sooner? Gonna... I mean, no, they still no, have they'll games be, to they'll play they'll after. Be fine. Okay, so you open up with four at the Dodgers at the end of March. No problem. Shohei Otani, national TV every single game. 
Uh, Dodgers won't be fired up. Then you, uh, you go to uh, Mike Shilton, the Padres. Oh, yeah, we got Matt Suey, by the way. The Padres uh-huh. did get Matt Suey. We didn't get him? No, we didn't get him. And he even came to St. Louis, Randy. <laughs> I know. Darn it. And then you got three at home against Skip Schumacher's Marlins. Who uh, He was manager of the year, and they still got pitching. Uh, then you've got three at home against the Philadelphia Phillies, who Ooh. have shown over the last couple of years to be kind of a thorn in the side of other teams. Pretty good. Then you've got uh, three at Arizona. They just won the National League pennant. And they're pretty good, All too. Right. Then you go to Oakland for three. Okay. So now we're there talking, we talking right. about There you go. Right. There you yep. go. Circle the, that on your calendar. Yep. Then you get three at home against the Brewers, who have yet to trade Corbin Burns and still have Christian Yelich. And they have uh, Churio, who's uh, the hottest. He's a favorite to win Rookie of the Year. So we'll see about that. Then you get the National League champion D-backs here in St. Louis before you go to New York, where they're hoping to sign Yamamoto. And then you uh, by the end of the month you get Detroit. You're at Detroit, and Detroit actually is pretty good and had a nice stretch run last year. Uh, that's and um, then, but but here's the thing, guys. Then you get the White Sox at home at the beginning of May. That's pretty tough. Yeah, it's a tough stretch of to start the season, mm-hmm. opening up. Like the first three series are going to be difficult uh, yeah. teams to play. Tread water. Get to May. Uh, get to May third at 500. And you're fine. You're golden. But yeah. this time you don't have the World Baseball Classic, guys. So they'll be they'll be ready oh. to go to and start the season. The the catcher is going to know all the pitchers. It's going to be down. There we go. Be, yes. Yep. So there uh, you go. Nice. Lance Lynn will know the game plan. So mm-hmm. it'll, be it'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be on the same page. Yep. Taking a leave, it. Doug Armstrong should try to swing a trade for Pat Maroon. Um. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you said who, who, sure. Who is he yeah. going to trade? Yeah. Who's going to trade? Who who who? Kyru. Oh, that would be <laughs> now, terrible. That he, I mean, someone would take Kyru. <laughs> Especially if the deal's Patrick Maroon, that, that would be absolutely ludicrous. Oh, no, we're dissing Patrick Maroon. Okay, let's no, see what no, 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 no. Of course, Patrick Maroon is fantastic. Hero, baby. He yeah. is. Um, I don't know if that would help solve things. Uh, no, you know what helps solve things. I, I, he does have twelve <laughs> points. I'm, I'm, I usually in. He does have in, the way that CD prefaces sentences. He gives the game away. I usually feel like physical confrontation <laughs> leads to success in situations like this. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to punch someone, but the threat of being punched usually is sufficient mm-hmm. enough. CD, Grab somebody. It yeah. Get your together mm-hmm. and let's go to work. Mm-hmm. Now, the next time, I'm going to have to punch you in the face, and I don't want to have to do that. We want to be good friends and be best yeah, buds there we go. and win games. Exactly. Good. Work hard. And that's what happened with the Stanley Cup championship team. You had that actual fist fight between Sanford and Bortuzzo, yep. and not long after. Sometimes Ooh, somebody has to yeah. get punched in the face. Right. Thank you, Matthew. It's not that hard. Thank you, Randy. What, <laughs> what did you... What, what did you just say? What was your last line there? Someone, sometimes someone has to get punched in the face. We'll tell you why Ben Verlander does. Oh, next on 101 ESPN. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. A fresh perspective on the day's top stories. It's the Opening Drive's fresh take. Well, this means everything. It's the most important signing 
in Dodgers history. I have no problem saying that. It's the most important. It's the biggest. I think it will be the most impactful, and it's already impactful, not on the field, but odds-wise, the, the Dodgers are now the odds-on favorite to win the World Series. 804 in St. Louis. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. So that was uh, Ben Verlander, who has his own podcast called is, Flippin' Bats. Is he related to someone? Oh, CD. He makes it very clear that he's related to somebody. Okay. His brother, last of course, as we know, Justin Verlander. Oh, oh. Uh, oh okay. And, and he, he makes sure to really, really put that out there. And look, Ben Verlander is obviously a huge Shohei Otani fan. I'm a huge oh, Shohei Otani fan. Oh, he was talking about Shohei Otani? I, yeah. I know. Yeah. It was, it's confusing <laughs> with the way that he phrased that. The way he phrased that, you might have thought of, I don't know, Jackie Robinson that he's talking about. But instead, he was talking about Shohei Otani. And first of all, I don't even think Shohei Otani would agree with this take or anything like that. But I think that Ben Verlander forgot about the importance of Jackie. And Shohei is a once in a lifetime type of player. We'll see how this contract plays out. And as much as I even like Otani, that's just not even a fair way to phrase that. Well, here's the thing. This is what happens when you ban books in America. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You get 31 year old idiots spewing (laughs) nonsensical things. Man, what? What are you talking about? He's 31, so clearly he hasn't read a book about Jackie Robinson. No, Never, no. ever. Or, or heard of him. Or, or saw the movie. They even have Jackie yeah, Robinson Day, but, though. I mean, How he could he He doesn't know what that? That, that number means. He's just like, hey, why is everyone in the Major League Baseball wearing that jersey? Uh, what is 42 uh, represent? What is that? <laughs> there's no doubt. There's no doubt that Jackie Robinson, for any rational, educated baseball person or non-baseball person is the most important signing in the history of the Dodgers, Brooklyn or LA. Uh, maybe baseball in general? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, the entire league? December 14th of 1954, the Dodgers signed an amateur free agent who wound up winning three Cy Young Awards. He, won a th- he was a three-time pitching triple crown winner. He was a seven-time All-Star, a two-time World Series MVP, four-time World Series participant. He won the ERA title five times, and he was a two-time Major League Player of the Year. His name is Sandy Koufax. Isn't it a little bit premature to suggest that Shohei Otani is more important than Sandy Koufax was? Uh, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I, there's a lot of things wrong and missing there, and Look, he could have salvaged this if he just changed up his phrasing a mm-hmm. little bit, right? This but instead, he just or, or acted like history didn't happen. <laughs> right. To act like history didn't yeah. happen or not even acknowledge it is a little oh, weird, but very on brand yeah. for Ben Verlander if you have seen some of his stuff on social media. I wonder when Justin heard that, did he just... <sighs> Everyone laughs at you, Ben. We, we all, we, yeah. you say dumb things, sir. Oh, hey, what are you doing, on. man? Somebody on. on social media, I didn't say this. I'm going to, I'm going to start by saying I didn't say this. Somebody on social media said that Ben Verlander is the Jackson Mahomes of Major League oh, Baseball. Yeah, good, call, okay. good call. Good call. I didn't say that. Yeah. So Somebody else did. If you didn't hear at 715, Kerry Davis is leaving the opening drive. He's moving 
to the fast lane starting on Tuesday yes. after Christmas, and uh, we will miss CD. But CD not only has been a big part of the opening drive on the field, but off the field as well, being a huge participant in our fantasy football league. Congratulations to you two, by the way. <laughs> Thank who you. Who are uh, both in the semifinals yes. of the 101 well, ESPN what, what fantasy football league. What happened yesterday, Randy? little consternation uh, <laughs> uh, on, the, on the part of our commissioner, Brandon Kiley. Here's BK yesterday. I'm BK. I'm Ferrario. Seriously, it did happen. There was BK. a bone to pick today, boys. Yeah? Yep. Being the commissioner of this league in our 101 ESPN Fantasy League has been one of the great accomplishments of my life. Well, well And I might have to resign. Resign? Yep. It might be the last year that I do this. Well, I, man, I, I think you have to enact your most powerful move and suspend somebody. That's what I'm saying. So this morning, I get in and... Alex makes me aware that somebody has made a roster move that might be immoral. Hey, you thought you were pissed. When I saw this move, I'm like, you got to be bleeping kidding me. No. Somebody. You're going to say it's BK. At 101. That is no longer involved. We're down to the top four. It's T-Bone, Carrie, Brooke. And Alex. And Alex that are in the top four right now. Congratulations to the two of you. Well represented on our show. I was 13th in the league. I'm not even a part of the consolation prize uh, bracket. Yikes. I was eliminated from first. the 11th place game. <laughs> so, not good. So what happened this morning? I get in. There's a roster move that's been made. Debo Samuel has been dropped. <laughs> Feels kind of weird. Coming off of a 33-point oh. performance. For Taylor Heineke. Oh. <laughs> What, what's wrong with that? No, what's wrong, wrong with okay, that? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> You're playing Alex, right? Yes. Alex accused you and I of colluding. Of colluding. Yeah. I'll say it now, so I believe, forget about it. I believe on my reporting that it's a different co-host that tried the collusion. Oh. Yes. Oh. So I smell two bands coming. Oh, so both. Yeah, but both of those people we believe were colluding also play against both of them for this week. So, <laughs> yeah, you and I. It so was so what you're saying is trying to defeat our show. <laughs> and I'm not allowing you. So to, yeah, that's right. So what you're saying, we should just. Oh. So, so, wow. OK, uh, full disclosure here. Full disclosure. Randy. Please tell it. I'm walking out yesterday, walking out of the office and Brooke says, hey, is the train deadline <laughs> over? Because, okay, full disclosure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I fed Brooke a quarterback during the season, right? She needed a quarterback desperately, and I gave her one. Uh, so I said, no, the trade deadline is way past. We're playoff time, <laughs> but I got an idea. <laughs> Wait a second. We're going to gloss over that there was previous collusion. Hey, 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 hey let, him, let him explain. I, am, I, I see no written rules. I see, by the way, I see no written rules for the waiver process <laughs> oh, either. Oh, yes. This is payback. So anyway, so Brooke says, Again, I had no Kerry had nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with it. But I will say, when I saw Debo Samuel hit the waiver wire, <laughs> oh, I definitely clicked submit. Everybody did. Right? What are we doing? Yeah. I had nothing to do with yeah. it, but when I saw it, I pay attention. I don't so, have to say uh, much, but I, you know. So I, I actually, when uh, Brandon Kylie sent the uh, the league e- uh, text to everybody yesterday, he he. Kind of talked about how, uh, you know, he didn't even name me. But, uh, <laughs> then, I, then I texted back and I said, I can't slip a damn thing past you. So uh, I was kind of frustrated. Uh, but the, at the end of the day, what I wanted was for Brooke to get Debo Samuel uh, so that she could win you, her game. You wanted oh ultimate trolling is what you wanted, what? Randy. See, and you I got had that. nothing got to do with that. The smile on Randy's yeah. face, too. Yeah. And we were oh. like, 
Oh, this is going to be funny. It's going to be funny. Uh, Carrie is completely moral in fantasy There you football. go. Yes. I had nothing. My uh, team has, uh, has been just chugging along. I would, along I would get can. punched by Tommy Pham. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I'm a loving place. What the hell? So, uh, when I saw Debo here, I was like, oh, Tutu Atwell, it's been nice to know you, buddy. We got to go. Hey, you have to try every single avenue and opportunity. Yeah, yeah. If you snooze, you lose. That is something that I was raised with when it came to food, anything like that. Snooze, you lose. So right. you have to try every single avenue. You were taught to and cheat? Also, oh, if you ain't cheating, you try, you ain't trying. Like, you also, also, no, it's it's called ultimate trolling. If you, Randy, you went through so much at the beginning too with this fantasy football. Oh yeah, because of our stupid rules. Yeah, yeah. yeah waiver wire. You've had some 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 disagreements here yeah. throughout the season. And yeah. if you just happen to drop Debo Samuel, then I mean, of course, right, then we're going to try to pick yeah, it up. You weren't trying to get. Taylor Heineke was you needed a you needed some depth at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't couldn't drop anyone else. Debo was the one that you felt was it, the It the was best. a rugged year. <laughs> he was struggling and, and, all year. Yeah, I didn't even know I was still playing actually. <laughs> yeah. See? I I didn't know I had an 11th place opportunity here. But now that I do I'm picking up Taylor Heineke. Oh, yes. He's back baby. XFL legend. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Matthew, what are you upset about? I, I, I can't believe what he, went on he, here. He's 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 Why? so confused that you all would. This is this is beyond it, the pale. <laughs> it's called so integrity. So as long as Rock and I it's are in a line, we're aligned. Fantasy. We it's all good fun. I, Somebody I from had the six three. To do with that. Where's the line in the sand? Somebody said from the six three six said it's not like Randy bought Brooke a cheeseburger. What's the big deal? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. I also know this. Can I tell you? And, and, can and I, I, I know he's listening. I know that I can get under Brandon Kylie's skin, and I love it. <laughs> I, I will That's give exactly you, what you were thinking yesterday, so, too. That was your face. For future reference, uh-huh. if you were, you should have dropped about three or four other oh, people. Good point. Don't oh, drop, point. Like, yeah. drop, yeah. drop three people. Add three more obscure, yeah. no, no. Re- yeah, yeah, he got to get lost in the in the shuffle. Yeah. It's like not money money laundering. Not that, that yes. I know anything about it, but just yeah. moving along. Yes. What, what <laughs> I can't believe we're glossing <laughs> over the fact that there was there was earlier in the season collusion yeah. to get Brooke a quarterback. Yeah. You all didn't I see that. Those, I don't know I how games you didn't see that. Review. We made a trade. No, we made a trade. Wound up getting. But here's the thing: you can veto a trade. You can veto a trade. What was the trade? I can't even remember. But it was Josh Dobbs, and I can't. Yeah, Josh I, I gave you somebody before else. Before he soured, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was running back, right? Didn't I get that Josh? You got a running back. The yeah, Kelly from uh, Kelly Kid. Joshua was, Kelly. Yeah. Something. I can't remember who it was specifically. That bad. So Somebody said it's basically the transfer portal. 100%, 100%. guys. 100%. I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think that's the no. same. I don't think. Yeah. I don't so think anyway, uh, it's not going to change anything. Brooke's still going to win her game with or without Debo Samuel. Go ahead and beat T-Bone. He's, you know, he's been... I had a chance to get the number one seed. I'm, it actually worked out well though, because now you are against T- Tanner and I'm against uh, uh, Alex, and so uh-huh. we uh, we're gonna be fun. We're gonna yeah. have a good time. Good. Anyway, so that's what happened. If you uh, heard the show yesterday, it was it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Kind of proud. Kind of proud. What is that Taylor Swift song? It's me. Hi. Uh- I'm proud of it. Exactly. Oh. Coming up, Bertie Federko, the Hall of Famer, with us on 101 ESPN. <laughs> Back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. 
Talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues Booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Tonight in Sunrise, Florida, 5 o'clock pregame, 6 o'clock faceoff here on 101 ESPN. Brooke Grimsley, Kerry Davis, Randy Carricker with you on the opening drive. And we head to the Celebrity Line where Hall of Famer Bernie Federico is standing by. Bernie, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Randy. I'm doing great. Don't you wish they would have had Florida in the league when you were playing? <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Florida, Phoenix, I mean, all of it. It would have been really, really nice to get a little bit of time in the sun, especially around Christmas. This would have been a really nice. This would have been beating Christmas shopping exactly. uh, down there laying in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Well, Bernie, obviously not a great game for the Blues the other night, losing 6-1 to one to the Lightning. What did you see in that game? Because it felt like maybe some of the old habits were creeping back in after getting two wins with the head coaching change? Well, I don't know if there was really a bad habits that, that, that were coming back. I think it was one of those things where a team was really ready. I mean, uh, uh, Tampa did not have a good trip uh, out west. Uh, they only won two of the five games, and I, I think that they were probably pretty excited about getting home. And uh, I think the Blues just didn't get off to a good start. I mean, a couple of goals. I mean, and the goals were, were goals that, you know, you, you, they're scrambles. I mean, that's from hard work and the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning were going hard to the net and they got a couple of bounces, a couple of goals, and then you're, then you're behind. And then, then it gets really difficult. And you try to do too many things. I mean, Blues had plenty of scoring chances. I mean, it's not that they didn't get scoring chances, but uh, it's just always when you, when you get behind that much, when you're down by three and then you're down by five, uh, you're going to get your chance because the other team kind of shuts it down, but, but you can never fall behind that much on the road and then expect to come back. We, we've been talking about Drew Bannister uh, really making his point uh, to the entire team, and he sat down Bucinavich for a large majority of that game. What are your thoughts on that, and does that send a, a message to the other players on that team? Well, Kerry, you probably would know the same things. You know, that can go both ways. Uh, that is very questionable sometimes, especially when it's your best player or one of your best players. So, I mean, it's going to kind of be, be how, how you communicate with him after that does happen. I mean, uh, everybody's entitled to a bad game every once in a while. And, and certainly we haven't seen many for Buchnevich. I mean, he's been, you know, one of the top players on this team and, and he gives that effort each and every night. Now, uh, he took three hooking penalties. Uh, I guess a lot of times those in I think in the old days uh, there were those were called lazy penalties more than anything, but because you could hook. But now it's kind of wrong place, wrong time, and you get your hands up or the stick up into someone's hands, and all of a sudden it's a hooking penalty. So um, you know, I, I just hope that Butch takes it in the right way and says, you know what, yeah, it does can send a message to the whole team that hey. Even our best player, if he doesn't play up to the capabilities, that he's not going to play. But uh, a lot of times, I, I think that that you have to make sure that that uh, Drew communicates with him and say, "Hey, I'm not I'm not holding you uh, ransom for this. I'm holding you accountable for what for this. But you're not going to certainly going to say it every time you do something like this. So uh, you know, it, that's kind of the way I look at it. Bernie Doug Armstrong said before the season that he hoped this team hoped this team could finish third in the division and be in the wild card race. And then when he made the coaching change, he said that it really wasn't about about the wins and losses, but more about how it looked when they played and how they lost. So I, I kind of go into games like Tampa the other night, like the the Panthers tonight, and I don't expect the Blues necessarily to win. I expect them to 
compete hard and, and try hard. I'd like to know when you go into a game, what your expectation of this particular group of players is. Well, I kind of agree with what you're saying is that, uh, I mean, this team is not on paper what some of the other teams are and certainly not what uh, what uh, the Florida Panthers have. I and mean, Panthers are uh, kind of a powerhouse from last year. They're still playing well. They're, what, eight or ten games above 500 right now. So, yes, I mean, I think you have to be realistic every time. Uh, your job is to go out there and try to play as good as you can to try to win a game, and no matter who you're playing against. But uh, when you're realistic, I mean, uh, yeah, the, the 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 sights are not that high. I mean, the expectations uh, to be you know battling for for a wild card position in 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 the in the league right now is what Doug Armstrong said. And the Blues really are there right now. I mean, they're at 500 right now. Um, you know, only two games left before Christmas, and they were getting close to halfway. So they're still in in the running for that. But I mean, the players know as well. But I mean, the players still uh, have something to prove. And and you know, you can beat anybody. I mean, it's the NHL. You got the top players in the league, and if you have a better game, um, if everybody has to put it this way, if everybody has the, the their best game each and every night, the team that's a better team on paper is going to win unless you get great goaltending. And, and, and we've seen that out of Bennington every once in a while. So, yes, this team can still compete, but I think you have to be realistic, too, in saying that um, they're going to have to battle for, for a wild-card spot. They're not going to be a top-three team in the, in the division. I know that Justin Falk got a power play goal the other night, and so things at least are starting to trend in somewhat of a better direction than what it has been. It still is not completely there. Do you see maybe possibly some personnel changes coming to the power play? Uh, you, I would say that they're probably going to continue to experiment, but uh, I always say I mean, you still got to have your five best players or your ten best players have got to be on your power plate. So you get your first unit, your second unit. I think that we'll probably see, Brooke, is you might see some interchange between the first and the second unit. Uh, but I think the ten guys that are there are probably there. I mean, um, you know, it's surprising to see Sunquist out there on the power play. They, they want a body to go to the front of the net and, and you know, be that, that, that big guy that, that is net front presence. So uh, you might see him change and get somebody else in there. But I think for the most part, you got your top guys on this team, the top forwards, the top defensemen, and you're going to see them interchanging and, and, and try to continue to get that power play going. I mean, they have scored a couple of goals now in the last couple of games. I mean, one was off a of faceoff, so you can't really count that as, as anything that was dynamic as far as moving the puck around. But uh, they did move the puck around better the other, the other night. They got a shot from the point that went through. And I, I just like to see them shoot more. Uh, and get pucks to the net. I think mean, we see what what Tampa did the other night. Um, you know, just throw the puck to the net, even even if it's not on the power play. Get to the front of the net and, and score from those greasy areas, as we keep talking about it. But but certainly, uh, the power play has got to be better if they're going to be successful, especially on the road. Bernie, uh, as a player, when you're at this point of the season, you get a couple of days off. What's more important? I was asking. Um, Robert Thomas this yesterday, what's more important? Is it the mental rest or the physical rest? Just getting away from everything or just really taking care of your body to be prepared to continue to go on for the second half of the season? I really believe it's more mental now at this point in time. The guys are in such good condition. I mean, they skate every day. They're practicing. I mean, a guy like Robert Thomas is playing over 20 minutes a game. So, I mean, I don't think you have to have to worry about him getting out of shape. So, it's, it's, the, it's the, you know what, for guys getting out of shape, it's the guys that play you know, six or seven minutes. Those are the guys that really have to worry about the physical stuff. But, you know, these guys ride the bike after the game, and they're always, you know, going. They're always in motion. They always watch what they eat and this and that. So I think it's more of a mental thing. I mean, it's nice to get away from the rink. Uh, and you know what? With the new 
uh, you know, collective bargaining agreement. Uh, I mean, the guys get days off. There's mandatory days off. I mean, they didn't, you know, they're not going to skate this morning. I mean, they had Sunday off. So there's lots of days off. So it's uh, it's one of those things that I think it's more than anything else. I mean, if you got to, you got to, you know, plan your, your, I guess your, your days off to, to know that you can just get away, whether you're going to be with your family or you're going to go fishing or what are you going to do? I mean, or go golfing, something to get away. And I think you'll take your mind off the game. I think that's the most important thing. Randy Federico, thanks so much for the time. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll be tuned in, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you, you guys. You all have a wonderful Merry Christmas as well. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That is the Hall of Famer, the great Bernie Federico, joining us on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. Coming up, we've got the fight. Stick around. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome to the fight! In the red corner, average Joe Listener! And in the blue corner, the undisputed king of Morning Drive! Please welcome Randy Carricker! To the opening drive, I'm Kerry Davis, joined by Brooke Grimsley, and it is time for the fight. And our fighter today is Tony. Tony, how you doing? I am well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. All right, Tony, here we go. (laughs) Who is the youngest head coach in NFL history to win a Super Bowl? Is it Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, or Sean McVay? Sean McVay. Happy birthday to 1982 World Series champion Lonnie Smith. Smith won three World Series with three different teams, the Cardinals, the Royals, and which other team? Was it the Orioles, the Braves, or the Phillies? Uh, I will go with the Orioles. Who is the all-time leading scorer in Missouri basketball history? Doug Smith, Derek Chivas, or Anthony Piller? Could you repeat the options? Doug Smith, Derek Chivas, or Anthony Peeler? I don't even know the first two guys. I'll I'll take the second choice. The second one? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Illinois dominated the Bragg and Rights game in the two. That, <laughs> sorry. sorry, what did you say? <laughs> I L O. Oh, oh, I and I. Thank you. There hey, you hey, go. Hey. I'll, I'll do it because it's your last day Thank on you. here. Appreciate All right, that was painful. Anyways, <laughs> Illinois dominated the Bragg and Rights game in the 2000s, winning how many games straight? Was it eight, nine, or ten? Ooh, that's ugly. Um, <laughs> I'll go eight. I did not go to many of those games, thankfully. <laughs> we're going to double check our score. We're going to bring in Randy Carricker. I was at a few of them. Hey, but Mizzou, just for, for Rock's sake, has dominated in the last five years, winning four out of the last five. Wow. Well, well, you know, good. good. I guess that's good. <laughs> here, yes. here comes Randy. Man, what is that? You got bells on your shirt? Yeah, yeah he does. He does. Look at it. I didn't hear it. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear some of the jingles earlier? Yeah. There you go. Oh. Merry Christmas. YouTube. All right. That's why we have the YouTube kids. There you go. Randy, say hello to Tony. Put headphones on, and no. I will say hi to Tony. Hi, Tony. How you doing? Uh, good morning, Randy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. 
All right, Randy, you ready? I guess I'm ready. All right, who is the youngest head coach in NFL history to win a Super Bowl? Why'd you look at them like that? impossible. Jeez, No, it's not impossible. You're just the worst. Why'd you look at him like that? This is Sean McVay. <laughs> What's wrong L- with Sean McVay? It's the L.A. Blank and Rams. Oh, man. The way you, that you hired him. The devil. Thank you. Anyways. I don't have any sympathy oh. for the devil. <laughs> there we go. You ready for question two? I'm ready. Okay. Happy birthday to 1982 World Series champ Lonnie Smith. Smith won three World Series with three different teams, the Cardinals, the Royals, and which other team? I believe Brooke has uh, me to thank for his cap still being around. By the way, he's had some health problems. I love Lonnie. Lonnie, good, good guy. Uh, Lonnie was a member of the 1980 Philadelphia Phillies squad that beat Kansas City in the World Series. I'm going to say he was a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. Man, uh, was he a good player. All right, Randy, who is the all-time leading scorer in Missouri basketball history? University of Missouri. Are we going points or points per game? Total points. Band-Aid. Derek Chivas. My guy. You know, he wore a Band-Aid on his face. Like Nelly? Thus the nickname, Band-Aid. Yeah, I think Nelly got it from him. Really? Based on the timelines, I think it would be Nelly did it like Chivas. Nelly did it like Derek did. Yeah, right. I think think Nelly got it from Chivas. Wow. Very cool. So, so now you know via radio. At least we think. Not <laughs> uh, <laughs> a fact. Nelly, we'll, call in. We'll, we'll double know. check that. We'll do yeah. some journalism. Mm-hmm. Illinois dominated the Bragging Rights game in the 2000s, winning how many games straight? 2000s. This would have been, oh my, this would, be, would have been uh, like 2000 to 2010? Yes. So this would have been the Quinn Snyder error. When you got popcorn thrown on. Yeah. yeah. Not the era. Well, he said it. I was just okay. reiterating. So uh, Calipari wanted the job, and Bill Self was in the building. In the building. And wanted the Mizzou job. Hmm. And they wind up with Quinn Snyder. Mm, not great. Uh, I'm going to say that during... He's a good during, basketball coach. Huh? He's a good basketball coach. Yeah, he was 20 here. years later. Yeah. Evidently a really good... No, that no, just no, 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 Basketball Frank, no, 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 I will say uh, that if they dominated, they won eight of them. Hmm. We're going to parse my language usage again. <laughs> oh, you say dominate for that? That's what dominate means to you, huh? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Dominate this is, is seven, be, eight, nine, or ten. This is going to be diminutive all over again. <laughs> Did Randy dominate today in the fight, or did Tony walk away with a diminutive win? Ring that bell. The winner and still champion of the fight, Randy Carricker. I'm sorry, Tony. Randy Carricker just got you. He beat you 3-2 to two today. Oh, that's all right, man. I enjoy you guys every morning. Thank you.
Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Amen to that. And let's go through the questions. Who is the youngest head coach in NFL history to win a Super Bowl? It was Kerry's guy, Mike Tomlin, but then he was passed up by the heir to the evil empire, Sean McVay of the Los Angeles. We'll stop there. Happy birthday to 1982 World Series champion Lonnie Smith. Won three World Series with three different teams. It was, in fact, 80 with the Phillies, 82 with the Cardinals, and then 85 with the Royals. All-time leading scorer in Missouri basketball history. He's playing the four for my... All-time bragging rights roster. It is, in fact, Band-Aid Derek Chivas. And Illinois dominated the bragging rights game in the 2000s, winning how many games straight? From 2000 to 2008, they ripped off nine straight victories. That is the longest streak for any club in the bragging rights history. Of course, this is going to be edition 54 coming up tomorrow. The Fighting Illini leading. I was going to say it without you prodding me, man. 33 to 20. I mean, I was going to say it. <laughs> I just wanted to know, man. I'm sorry. All right, now, we, now we're going to talk about a winning football program. <laughs> Illinois yeah. winning other big, uh, w- w- winning other big basketball games in St. Louis in that time. They won a Final Four game, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we did. Well, yeah, yep. Beat, a, uh, a, beat final, Arizona. a Final Four game. We won. Oh, that, a, was, that was a we, great. That game. was a great game. We beat Arizona. It was a, yeah. I was at that. I was at both of those games. Then it was what, heartbreaking. And what happened? We lost it to North Carolina by five. We and don't talk about it. <laughs> Sean May, they they were get, they didn't oh, even have to go tried, to class. Rock. They tried. They tried. They didn't really even have to go to class. Like it's you, true. you have an advantage when all you can do and all you're doing is basketball. That's they true. had a, a an advantage. Darren Williams, four year starter at Illinois. Darren, I don't yeah. did he, three or four. You know uh, how? And we got to go here because Kirby Moore is going to join us in a moment. But we joke about oh that person took basket weaving in college. North Carolina <laughs> literally had a basket weaving class. Literally. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I to never major heard of that. in that. Can you major yeah. in it? I, want to I think you, you could. The, one of when, the things I, classes I took. Well, when, um, and you had already probably graduated. No. Nah, right? mm. oh, when Liner graduated <laughs> from USC and played his last year of eligibility, he took a, a ballroom dancing class. That was the only that's, class he that's took. Useful. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. Coming up. A guy that deserves a ton of credit for the emergence of the Missouri football offense, Kirby Moore, joins us next on this day after National Letter of Intent Day here on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Pump fake, Cook, end zone, caught, touchdown, Luther Burden the third. Trader, Trader, Trader is in. Touchdown, Missouri. Nate Pete's in there. They fake the pitch to him. Cook goes in standing up. Brady Cook, touchdown. Tigers, they go 10-2, and two, and the offense puts up 34 points a game, one of the best offenses in the country. And the coordinator of that offense, Kirby Moore, joins us now on the Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN in St. Louis with Brooke Grimsley and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis. I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us. And, Coach, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Congratulations on uh, the great first year as the offensive coordinator there. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. We're, we're excited to have you on, and let's start with this, because yesterday, a very successful recruiting day for the Mizzou football program. What was the office like? How, how was the vibe yesterday in the office? It was really calm, which was a good thing, right? I think we did a great job throughout the season building those relationships, evaluating different guys throughout the country, and it really starts within our footprint, right, within a 500-mile radius. 
and um, just carrying over that momentum that we've built throughout the season on the field and off the field. This will be our third right top 25 class in the last four years. Well, Kirby, obviously a lot of great things to talk about this season with Mizzou football and congratulations, too, on going to the Cotton Bowl. But I wanted to ask you, just starting from the beginning, coming in for Eli Drinkwitz, it was new bringing an offensive coordinator in yourself. What was that like and what was it like working with him this season? Yeah, it was great. I mean, there's always going to be a lot of communication. Uh, it was really our offense. It wasn't my offense. There was things that were already done here previously that were done really well. So we wanted to keep those. And then there was other things I evaluated and felt like we could improve on. We got a tremendous offensive staff and group of players. And um, it was just really enjoyable to go to work every day. Coach, obviously your first season as the OC uh, coming in, I'm sure you watched film of Brady Cook and what he did last season. What can you say are the, the main differences from last season to this season? I think it starts with confidence, right? And having belief and, and, and you know, throughout fall camp, because he missed spring ball, so throughout fall camp there, and even early in the season, figuring out what he's most comfortable with and not what I'm comfortable with, but really what Brady is. And naturally, for a young quarterback, you're going to have some bumps along the way. Um, and so this season, I thought his confidence really grew throughout. Um, that K-State game was huge, and then that carried over throughout the rest of the season. And Kirby, as you did traverse that season with him, he looks from afar, for us, like he has just a terrific skill set. What do you think Brady can become? Yeah, he's been very, very productive for us. He's a tremendous leader. His work ethic is second to none, and that is not um, coach-driven. That's who he is. So um, I'm just very thankful to work with him every day and, and a number of other guys within our offense um, you look at our offense, and it starts in St. Louis, right? Brady Cook, Cody Schrader, Luther Burden, Mookie Cooper, and all those guys have been huge this whole season. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Cody Schrader. He really has been one of the best stories in all of college football and also just a huge success this year. What have you seen from him? Him and Brady are attached to the hip, right? So <laughs> they they live together. They're in the training room together, right? We play a night game on Saturday night versus Florida. I'm in the office at 9 on Sunday. Those guys are already down there getting treatment, mm. right, and getting ready for the Arkansas, Arkansas game. And that's easy to do, and that's easy not to do. So for them, they just have a tremendous head on their shoulders. Um, Cody works, works, and works, and it's shown up throughout the whole season. Coach, obviously the, the landscape of college football has changed so much here in the last five to ten years. Uh, yesterday was signing day, and, and you'll have another one in February for, for other schools. But what is the hardest part of your job right now? Is it is it recruiting kids, keeping your own kids, managing the transfer portal? What, what would you say is the hardest part of that job? Yeah, I think it's a combination. There's just a lot happening at once, right? Mm. And, and so – there is the retention piece, which is huge, right? Retaining, retaining your current roster and building, right, creating some momentum there, going into the next season, evaluating the high school guys, which has really started throughout the whole offseason in the spring there, June with visits. Um, and then naturally there's going to be some guys that pop into the portal that fit us. Um, I don't think we want to live in the portal, but I think there's guys who we think really fit Mizzou, and so we want to explore those opportunities.
Mizzou Offensive Coordinator Kirby Moore with us on 101 ESPN. And Kirby, we, we talk all the time about the guys that you mentioned, Kirby and or, or, uh, Cooper and, and Burden and uh, obviously Brady and uh, the, the whole gang. But we don't mention the names of the offensive linemen much. And they really haven't changed a lot. Why did that offensive line ascend as much as it did in 2023? Yeah, I think it starts inside. Connor Tolleson really, really improved this year. He um, And same with Brady, right? You're playing as a redshirt freshman at center in the SEC. You're going to have some bumps. His confidence grew. I think his relationship with Brandon Jones, our offensive line coach, has been really, really good. They work well together. He was a center in college. Um, and the one drive that sticks out to me, right? I know Florida, the two-minute drive. Brady makes a bunch of throws, big catches. The one thing that no one talks about is the offensive line. And part of that's because we got no pressure, right? And that was huge. Them communicating, defense knows we're throwing the football. Um, the pocket was super, super clean, and they were a huge part of that drive being successful. Coach, I, I'm an Illinois grad. I, I love Illinois. So I, I root for Mizzou here and there. My daughter's at Mizzou, so I, I give you all some love. But you all have done a <laughs> fantastic job this season, uh, top 10 team in the country. What is it going to take for next season to get into that top two, top three team in the country? Yeah, I think it's it's day-to-day, week-to-week. I, 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 you know, I, I think that's more our mindset. I'm not big picture thinking um again we just talked about retaining the current guys on our roster obviously building here through the high school and the portal and and then uh you know chemistry without the team and that'll start right when we get back from the bowl game and it's back to square one right spring ball um and then we have our summer access and fall camp and it's going to be a new team but i'm really looking forward to working with those guys how important is it to win this bowl game against ohio state it's very important. It's a great opportunity for us, and you don't get many of these. And obviously, being down there in the state of Texas, and Missouri has a great history of recruiting in Texas, but you also have you're, – you're the only game in town that night on December 29th. Uh, every football player in the country is going to be watching you guys, and I know you guys want to make it look good. In addition to winning the game, is it going to be any different, or are you just going to play – and you don't have to give us a game plan, but are, are you, <laughs> you changing – You can give us a game plan, Coach. We, we won't tell anybody. But uh, <laughs> as, as you, always... you, you got a full month rather than a week to prepare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to do what our guys do well. We're going to have a couple of wrinkles, no doubt about it. Um, we've had some huge signees in Texas. You look even at this class, right? Kiwan Lacey, the running back, number six in the country uh, from Lancaster, and we were going against a couple of Blue Bloods there, um, which was a huge get, right, for Coach Looper. The game itself, yeah, STP has been the motto, and I think you guys have heard this, and our big big push with our guys is this sucker's showtime, right? You take off the P, it is showtime. It's 7.30 Friday night. There is not another game on. And um, so just really looking forward to our guys putting their best foot forward on Friday night. Now, Coach, I know as coaches you like to stay in the moment and, and maybe not reflect so much because you're always focusing on the next thing. But I got to ask you, what was your favorite moment so far this season? Oh, gosh. Um when that clock hits zero and we got more points than the other team, I'm happy. So uh, that's, the, <laughs> that's the biggest thing every game. I mean, it's a team game. You're always going to have different things happen. Some game's going to be better throwing the ball, running the ball. 
Um, but it comes back to playing complimentary football and, and, you know, offense, working with defense and special teams and our staff and, and the players have, uh, it's just been an incredible experience. But when you spend an entire season getting ready and you spend a week getting ready and you make a call as an offensive coordinator on fourth and 17 and the kids execute it, <laughs> that's just got to be a magical feeling. Yeah, you're holding your breath a little bit there, right? And when the ball is caught, though, I know people ask, like, what was your reaction? And there is no reaction because it's two-minute, right? You need yeah. the next play. And, uh, no, that was huge, right? Brady Cook, O-line and protection, Luther Burden. And I think – I don't know if you guys have heard this, but the the play was intended, I believe, to go to Theo, right? He was throwing to Theo. Luther kind of felt the void and sat it down. And players make plays, right? Awesome. Yeah. Kirby, who has been some of the biggest coaching influences in your life? That list would be pretty long. I've been fortunate to be around a lot of really good football uh, minds, starts playing at Boise. Um, and then I was fortunate to go to Washington there as a grad assistant. Jonathan Smith, who just took the Michigan, Michigan State job, right, was our offensive coordinator at Washington. And then going to Fresno State, Kalen DeBoer, right, was the offensive coordinator my first two years there as the receiver coach. He came back as the head coach. And then Jeff Tedford, right, really being at Fresno State. And he was around the program even when he retired shortly for those six years. Um, so I like to say Coach Tedford forgot more football than I know. Um, but every every day he would drop new things and we'd talk, have different dis- discussions. And that's really benefited me throughout my career. And your father coaches, correct? Yeah, he's here right now, and naturally the conversation goes that way. And he'll come to practices, and he'll be down there at the Cotton Bowl at practice and seeing things and evaluating things, and I love having him around. That's cool. And what about uh, Kellen? Kellen's still working right now, but your brother. But what, talk about a coaching family. That's pretty cool. No, it is. We grew up, and, and you said it, my dad was a high school coach for a long time. That was, I think, 1986. He got the job, was there till about 2010. And you grow up, you're T-boy, ball boy. That was the big time, right? I, I didn't necessarily – I would go to college practices, but the big time was Prosser High School and Prosser Washington. And um, we lived through those moments, and it was just a great upbringing and uh, was fortunate to get into coaching, you know, when I got done playing. Well, you've done a magnificent job at Missouri. We thank you for your hard work in Columbia. We thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas to you and yours, and good luck down in Arlington against Ohio State next week. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on. Happy holidays. You too, Coach. Thank Thank you. you. Kirby Moore, the offensive coordinator at Mizzou here on 101 ESPN. Coming up next, we are going to talk a little bragging rights with the athletic director at the University of Illinois, Josh Whitman, next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. The McBride Homes Bragging Rights game Friday night, tomorrow night at Enterprise Center. It's Missouri and Illinois. Brooke Grimsley. Illinois grad and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis. I'm Randy Carricker, and it's great to have Josh Whitman, the athletic director from uh, the University of Illinois, joining us on the Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Josh, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for the time. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. 
Whit, thank you for joining us. Whit, my, my former teammate and, and very good friend, done, doing a great job, brother. We greatly appreciate you. So I, we had, I told you we had Desiree, Desiree Francis, uh, Reed Francois on last week, and she was kind of heckling me a little bit mm-hmm. about this Missouri-Illinois rivalry. You are an Illinois grad, and, and we understand what it means to wear the orange and blue. Just how important is it for St. Louis, to, for Illinois to be here in St. Louis for these events uh, today and tomorrow? Well, I'm going to have to take that up with Desiree. But I, I <laughs> Thank think, you, uh, sir. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I think, uh, you know, our, our presence in St. Louis is, is critical. It's, it's obviously a really important region for us for a long, long time in, in a lot of our sports programs. But we've, we've brought a lot of great players from the St. Louis area up to Champaign, uh, including you, Carrie, of course, and uh, just to have the, the chance to, to get down into this part of the country and, and bring – both football and basketball players uh, up to the University of Illinois to wear the orange and blue. It's been a long-standing tradition of ours, and uh, you know to have success in this game and, and to really uh, kind of flex our muscles here in the St. Louis region is, is something that's uh, obviously important to us, and, and uh, we always look forward to this to this game. Yeah, it always is exciting to see. And not too long ago, there was an announcement that the Bragg and Wright series for Mizzou football and Illinois football to go back head-to-head to head against each other. So how exciting is it to get that rivalry going with the football programs again? I, You know, I had a chance to come to some of those games back when we were playing them, and there was this such Rough. tremendous energy in the building and uh, you know, the results weren't what we wanted to, what, what we wanted, but uh, certainly you can't deny just what it meant for, for the fans from both teams and, and to have a chance to be down here again in St. Louis uh, was uh, was just tremendous. And, and so we're, we're excited about that and, and you know, be able to take this uh, this energy that has existed in the basketball rivalry now for, I, I think this is the 43rd year, uh, and translate that onto the football field is something that I think can only be good for, for everybody involved. Yeah, this is uh, right now Illinois is 33 and 20 versus Missouri. I want to make sure that our listeners know that <laughs> uh, we've done a great job. When I go to that basketball game, it is one of the most exciting games that I've been to. You know, the stadium is half orange and blue. The other half is is black and gold. And, and just the environment, you got the cheerleaders doing their, their c- competitive thing, matching up against one another, obviously the basketball game. Well, what has that experience been like for you, both as a as a former student, but also as a as an AD now, it, it it just brings such tremendous energy. It's it's unlike anything else that we do over the course of the year and in, in any of our sports. It's got such tradition. I think that the timing on the calendar has really become entrenched for a lot of our fans. They build their, their Christmas plans around the trip to St. Louis. They they meet up with friends and family down here. It. it it has just really become a, a part of the fabric uh, of the Illinois athletics calendar. And um, as you said, it, it really starts today for us. We've got a few events here in, in St. Louis and then carries on throughout the day tomorrow and then uh, on into the game tomorrow night. And it, uh, it's, it's just something that I, I think really comes at the right time of year. People are getting out of work and, and looking forward to the holiday. And, and so there's a lot of pent up enthusiasm and, you know, when you got a chance to bring two squads together like we have this year that are, are both playing at a high level, you know it's going to be a big-time game once the ball gets thrown up, and, and uh, it, it's just going to be a lot of fun. Hey, Josh, uh, we also have the wrestling in town. It's really cool to have the, these rivalries going in each of the sports, isn't it? It, it is, and that's something that, that we've worked on intentionally over the years. We, we kind of opened up, I guess you could call it Bragging Rights Week, with our, our women's basketball game last weekend. 
you know, we came out on the on the short end of a really competitive game up at our place. I think it was a three point game uh, at the end. And, uh, we we were able to go down to Columbia last year and, and get them in women's basketball, and so that kind of goes back and forth, and then be able to to include now wrestling. Uh, Missouri, of course, has a really strong tradition in, in wrestling, as do we at Illinois, and so uh, it's it's really been fun to try and look for other places where we can expand this rivalry and again kind of build off this this foundational tradition that we've started in basketball and and try and uh, encompass some other sports at the same time. All right, since we let Desiree Reed, Francois, kind of open the floor with some smack talk, why don't you sell us on why Illinois will take the Bragg and Rights Trophy back to Champaign? I, I just believe so much in, in the guys that we've got in our program this year. Coach Underwood now in his seventh season has come in here and, and just brought tremendous energy, vision, discipline. There's a certain style of play. There's a certain way that he wants the game to be played. Uh, he expects a certain level of, of intensity and, and energy from our guys. He, he's relentless in his his uh, his demand for that for that uh, kind of, of play on the court. And, and and we've had a great got a great group here. We got an old group, bunch of guys who have come together with a shared vision for what they want to accomplish this year. They're, they're unselfish in the way they play the game. Uh, there's not a lot of infighting about minutes or shots and. You know, that's something that I think is the hallmark of a, of a good team. We've, we've been through a, a pretty exciting stretch here over the last uh, 10 or 14 days. We've played some high-level games, had a chance to play in Madison Square Garden against a, a top 15 Florida Atlantic team, you know, greatest arena in the world, as they say, and, and to come out with a, uh, a big win and then go to town to Tennessee and, and weren't able to get the win but to play in front of a really hostile crowd and a big atmosphere. So we're a battle-tested group, and, uh, again, I think they've, they've got great awareness about them. They've got a great calmness, great competitiveness, uh, and, and really, I think, clear-eyed on what their objectives are this season. And, and with Coach Underwood's leadership and uh, a lot of the, the senior leadership on this on this team, I, I really feel confident about where we're headed. And, and certainly we think that this game, as we uh, head into the holiday break, can be a, a springboard to even greater things to come as we begin to transition toward the conference schedule here with the with the start of the new year. Well, Josh, I expect it to be a great game uh, tomorrow between Missouri and Illinois, with Illinois being the victors. Earlier today, we had to put together an all-time Illini versus an all-time Mizzou team, and you will be proud of me. Illinois smoked them. Just, just want to give you that heads up. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You, me, so who did you have on the all-time Illini? Team? So I, 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 I did. I, you know, I had D. Brown and Darren Williams. I had Nick Anderson, and and we. So we got eight players: Nick Anderson and Kendall Gill. I had Brian Cook. I had Kofi uh, Cockburn, he was my center, and then I had Deion Thomas, and I had uh, uh, Kiwan Garris. Those were my eight. So just just for the record, so you're not including Io Desumo, who's, who's you know, currently we got so many. Pretty big Josh, player for the Chicago Bulls, still leaving off Williams. Yes, you know you don't have Terrence Shannon, who's an All-American. I'm just saying, like, it, 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 so many. Yes. I'm not. I'm not criticizing your picks. I'm just telling you, like we can go 12, 15. <laughs> oh, we can do this all off. day. That's what I tried to tell these guys. Do it all day. <laughs> hey, Josh. Before we let you go, I can only imagine the the logistics that you're working with with the Pac-12 teams that are joining the Big Ten next year. Is there a lot of time that you're spending now on those things, on on travel and on just building a, a new schedule and a new way of life for a new Big Ten? 
It, it certainly is a big focal point for, for all of us uh, on our staff and on staffs across the conference, including at the conference office. Uh, really excited about the addition of the new schools, uh, tremendous uh, traditions in, in athletics, great academic reputations, alignment around values and the approach to higher education and athletics. And uh, But it does, as you mentioned, it, it certainly brings some, some new logistical challenges that we're embracing. It's a great opportunity for our student-athletes in all of our sports to compete against the best in the country. And, and we believe firmly that people who raise their hand and want to come compete in the Big Ten Conference, they want to come wear the orange and blue at the University of Illinois, they're doing that because they want to compete against the best. They want to prove that they can be the best. Uh, and, and the water got deeper. And we bring in those four schools from the West Coast, tremendous athletic programs, uh, and it's, it's going to be a great test for us, a great opportunity for us at the University of Illinois to continue to prove our mettle against, against the best that are out there. And um, so it, it's an exciting time to be a part of the Big Ten Conference. It's a, it's a great time to be a fighting Illini. And we've got a lot of people doing a lot of great work as we prepare for that uh, transition. But uh, we think it's going to be just a, a tremendously enjoyable and exciting I'm in uh, in Big Ten athletics and, and certainly at the University of Illinois. Now, now, with I, I'm obviously in I guess SEC country here in Mizzou in Missouri. We we deal with a lot of SEC people. Brooke is a Tennessee girl. I hear all the time that it just means more in the SEC. Can you tell these fine folks here why the Big Ten is the leader in sports and academia? I, I, you know we're the we're the, we're the national we're the national conference at this point. You, you look at, at the footprint that we've been able to develop, the brands we've been able to put together. Uh, if, you, if you think about what the the expanded CFP would have looked like this year with uh, the addition of those four West Coast schools, uh, I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's the opportunity for us to bring the most powerful brands in college athletics under one roof. Uh, again, it's it's a and then you mix in the academic reputations of these institutions, uh, the, the geographic regions that they represent, the alumni bases. You know, these schools are huge. The University of Illinois now has 57,000 students, uh, and, and that's on par with almost every other school now in the Big Ten Conference. And so the, the alumni bases are, are gigantic. And they're passionate. Uh, it's just a, it's a great time to be a part of the Big Ten Conference to spread from coast to coast. Uh, and, and we're really looking forward to, uh, to to what we're going to be able to accomplish, not just in football and basketball, but across the board and in all of our sports as, uh, as we move into this new era. Josh, thanks so much for your time. Happy holidays. Good luck tomorrow night, and hopefully we'll see you over at Enterprise Center. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Look forward to it, and uh, thanks for the coverage. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care of yourself, man. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. That is Josh Whitman, Athletic Director at the University of Illinois. Bragging Rights game brought to you McBride Homes by McBride Homes tomorrow at Enterprise Center. Coming up, we're going to talk to Lindenwood coach Jed Stugart. He got the starting quarterback from East St. Louis. And that's next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the opening drive podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Recapping the biggest sports stories of the day on the opening drive with a rush hour reset. It was a terrific signing day for Lindenwood University, St. Louis's Division I football team. Jed Stugart, the head coach of the Lions, is with Brooke and Carrie and Randy right now on the Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Jed, always good to talk to you, and congratulations on a successful recruiting period. How are you doing? 
great, Randy, man. It was a fun day, and it's uh, it's kind of fun to just kind of take a deep breath and, and celebrate uh, a great class that, uh, you know, our coaching staff and, and the support staff's been working their tail off for for a long time to kind of get to this day, so it's fun to celebrate. And I, I want to start with the flash here because uh, every coach loves people that have won a lot in the past. You get a four-year starter at quarterback from East St. Louis in Pops Battle, and that's a guy that's won a lot, and I know you're really excited about him. Absolutely. You know, we, we've been on him for quite a while, and, and you know, there's something about, you know, obviously recruiting winners and, and guys that have tasted championships and and Pops has done that, and he's bringing along with him, you know, Rico and, and Aiden Taylor, an offensive lineman there, and Rico Bond, a receiver. So, you know, we've got three guys coming out of a program like that, you know, and, and uh, you know, so it's it's highly exciting. But, you know, um, you know that's one. And that's kind of the fun part about this whole thing. You know, it starts way back when they're, they're sophomore, juniors, and you start to develop relationships. And so when it all comes to – uh, to, to yesterday and making it official is exciting. Coach, talk to me about just the moment when the the final when you're finally done and and just the decompression. I know all of the work you said you all put in traveling and talking on the phone at all times of day and night. Just the the the, the ability to decompress when it's all said and done. How did that feel yesterday? Well, it felt good, Carrie, for about you know a half an hour because we got to get right back to it here. <laughs> But no, I'm kidding. It's just, uh, you know, to we all kind of celebrate jumping. You know, we all get in our staff room and, and uh, have donuts and, and coffee and play games and, and ring the bell every time uh, uh, commitment comes through. It's really, we really kind of make it a fun celebratory time. Uh, and, and that's always, uh, because it is, there's a lot of, a lot of phone calls and a, and a lot of work that's gone into this. And I, I know my staff, I just can't echo enough, uh, about how hard uh, our staffs work and so many people behind the scenes. I mean, there's so many people involved on a, on this recruiting. It's it's amazing. And, and just what you were saying there, you get to, like, breathe just for a second. Kind of talk about what your day is like just going through all this. Even when the season's done, it seems like the work just never stops. No, because, you, I mean, you have to be in constant uh, uh, communication, you know. Um, and, uh, and, and so, you know, there's a lot of uh, – strategic um, moves that have to be made. I mean, obviously you, there's rules that you got to comply with as far as phone calls and all these types of things too. And how many times you can do that a week. So you got to kind of, you know, it rotates from position coaches, you know, you have it starts off with the area coaches of their recruiting areas. And then, you know, then you'll switch off some weeks. You'll have the position coach call. Uh, some weeks I, they give me a big long list and I'm the one that's making the calls. Uh, you know, there's so many times because we want to try to build relationships with these guys. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people, it, it is funny. I think you guys kind of get this, but, you know, I'll run into people a lot after the season and they're like, well, I guess you could finally take a deep breath now that the season's over. I'm like, no, this is actually <laughs> in the season. So uh, usually we get to take a deep breath during the season, uh, getting ready for recruiting. Hey, Jed, a couple more things. Number one of your 17, seven are offensive and defensive linemen. Is that player, the offensive and defensive lineman, significantly different than the the one that you were recruiting a couple of years ago before you were in D one? They really are. I mean, I think the the reality is is that uh, you know the trenches, you know the size, the physicality in the trenches. I think depth is key. You know, that's one thing uh, that we really you know hurt us a lot this year. You know, we 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 end up with twenty three surgeries. You know, after this season, and so you know we had a lot of injuries and and. Uh, 
and that's common. Everybody has injuries, but, you know, this is the most I've ever seen. And, you know, so depth is, you know, I think that just we already know depth is always an issue, but I think this really highlighted that. And and in the trenches in particular, I think that's where, uh, you know, we felt pretty good about a lot of our skill positions and, you know, and feel like we can match up in a lot of those areas. But, um, you know, especially up front in the front uh, in the box a little bit, both offensively and defensively was a area of focus and in our secondary, too. I, mean, I think that's somewhere we've had a, we've had to really improve on. And it's been cool. It's amazing when you have a D1 box to check, you know, it's just you got different caliber guys that are walking in the building now, and that's that's what uh, that's just the reality of it. Jed Stugart, the head football coach at Lindenwood with a terrific recruiting class. Congratulations on that, sir. Have a happy holiday season, and I'm, I'm guessing that you guys will go right back to it for the February signing period, huh? Absolutely. We'll get back from, for Christmas. We get to take a break. We're kind of in a dead period anyway where you can't retreat, but uh, we'll still – um, we still got a few to, to tie up before we start this next semester, you know, out of the portal and stuff. That's part of it. And uh, and then get ready for uh, spring. So, um, yeah, so we're still tying up a couple loose ends, but uh, we're going to get a little break. And then we still got another signing period that we, we need to add a, a few. But we got the majority of our class. And the great part is a third of our a third of our high school class came from uh, we're loyal to the loop. Uh, you know, that's the thing that we're, we're keeping right at home, too. And that's a major thing. That's fantastic. Congratulations and happy holidays, Coach. Thank you. Merry Christmas, y'all. See ya. That's Jed Stugart. He is the head football coach at Lindenwood with a great recruiting class. I see Michelle Smallman in our building. Uh, she is uh, all the she, way from the Big Apple. Yeah, she's. Uh, we we she need to get down? her in here just to uh, say hi. Let's see. Oh, if, uh, she's busy. Okay, there we, she we're, is. We're waving her in. Uh, Matthew's going to give her a microphone. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're on. live. Yeah. We're live right now. Oh. Hold on, she still remembers that. That's Michelle's old spot there. That she's got. She's fine. Okay. Uh, Michelle is uh, doing unsportsmanlike. Hello, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Oh, hold on. Yeah, you're good. We can hear you. You got me. Yeah, we can hear you. How are you guys? Good. Good Good to see everybody. How are you? Tired. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm great. It's great to be home. It's great to be back in St. Louis. I obviously did my show this morning from our lovely studios here at 101 ESPN. It's just great to be back. Did you set? By the way, I I walked in. uh, Well, before we came on the air, but you were on the air. Did you set that all up yourself, or did somebody do it? You know, I had nothing to do with that. (laughs) You know how technology challenged. Yeah, there's no chance I could have set that up by myself. I could barely get the Zoom working today. So, yeah, that was a problem. So I, I, I text because I disagree with your co-host, Evan Cohen, a lot. So I text Michelle pretty much yeah. every morning. Yeah, that's right. And I'm like, thanks for backing me up, Randy. We I appreciate you. that. We are we are here supporting. I listen every way, every morning on my way in. So I, we are listening and checking you all out. Well, thank yeah. you. And uh, Carrie, I needed to call you in for some reinforcements. All this talk about Mike Tomlin not being with yeah, the Steelers. How crazy is that? Yeah, I will, that? That's madness. I don't that's know what what's I going said. On I was there. like, why would we even consider this, people? You can't fire a guy when your receivers don't want to block downfield because they're afraid to get hurt. That's that's ridiculous. Now, you want those guys, you got to make sure that those guys are, are doing their job or they don't need to be playing but you can't, it's a it's a fine line. Totally. Yeah, yep. it's, it's frustrating. And Michelle, it's been so great just listening to you and now seeing you two on the mornings too and we truly do enjoy it. How much do you miss being here in St. Louis? Because I know that you just have so much St. Louis pride. Oh, Brooke, you know. I miss St. Louis so much. So today they were giving me a hard time because they're like, you're, you're energy's different. I'm like, yeah. they call me Midwest Michelle. They like oh, they poke really? fun of me. They call yeah. me Midwest Michelle. And I was like, well, I'm around my people. Of course my energy's different. Yeah. And they're like, 
we thought we were your people. Like, what are you talking about? You know what it is, Randy? Because you came in to say hello. And when I sat back down there, like, you look so happy. I'm like, I just ran into Randy Carriker, one of my dear friends, my my former co-host. I was like, I'm just with my people, so I'm happy. And they they took that a, cer- a certain way. But, you know, I love St. Louis. I'm always checking in with you guys, always listening, seeing what's going on in St. Louis sports. It's just, it's great to be back. St. Louis is always home. Are and you I, going to Bragan? I'm sorry, Brooke, are you oh, going to no. Bragan Rights tomorrow? No, I don't have tickets. I need to look and see if I can scope some out. What? I know. See if I can, I, I, I'm going to the wrestling match tonight. I'll see if I can. Oh, thanks, CD. Work something out. I appreciate you. you. And I was going to say, I saw that you had some comments. We've been talking to you all throughout the year about everything going with the Cardinals and now with the Blues, Craig Berube being out. I saw your tweet about that. I can't believe it, you guys. I still can't. I know that sometimes you need to shake things up, but mm-hmm. I don't think that guy was the problem. He is one of the best leaders I have ever been around. He did the impossible here, and what was happening at the time is not something that I faulted Craig Baru before. Exactly. I, I agree with you, but very rarely do you get a chance to have Stanley Tucci behind your bench. <laughs> that is true. He's usually finding Italy. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So the fact that he's in St. Louis, big deal. <laughs> great to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Oh my gosh, so great to see you guys. Keep up the great work. Happy holidays. You as well. Unsportsmanlike every morning from 5 to 7 here on 101 ESPN. That's Michelle Smallman coming up. The head coach of the Missouri Tigers, Dennis Gates, on the opening drive. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. East will drive in the paint. Got up and scores and a foul. Did not wait. Sean East with five. With four. Pulls up for the lead. No. Rebound. Mitchell got it up. No. And Missouri. Storms all the way back, and the Tigers pull off the win in Minneapolis, 70-68. With Brooke Grimsley and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis, I'm Randy Carricker. I always look at this time of year, the bragging rights game is really the end of the non-conference basketball schedule, even though Mizzou has a game left before starting conference play. I, I always look at this as a watershed moment, the bragging rights game brought to you by McBride Holmes and the great coach of the University of Missouri Tigers, Dennis Gates joins us now on 101 ESPN. Coach, good morning. How are you doing? How you all doing? Thanks for having me on. Obviously, talking all things Mizzou basketball. We we love it. How do you feel about uh, where you are? I just mentioned w- what I think of this game. and So I, I kind of look at it as a delineation point. So with that being the case, how do you feel about where you are right now? I'm excited. Uh, you look at uh, where we are as it relates to a schedule. Um, you know, what we did was try to increase our um you know our opponents obviously memphis uh you look at kansas you look at seton hall and what they've done uh jackson state i believe can win their conference and be an ncaa tournament team so we wanted to up the competition and prepare our guys for a conference schedule and obviously being this next game against a nationally ranked illinois team and the bragging rights uh game is very important for us and obviously it's a part of our uh tradition Coach, talk to me about this, the bragging rights game. Uh, just, you know, your second year being a part of it. What does it mean to, to the University of Missouri and, and to be here in St. Louis to, to play these games? I think it's very important. It, it, it adds to the history of our basketball program, but more importantly, it reconnects our alumni with our current team. It also continues to galvanize our, our name in this state. 
uh, as it relates to, you know, not just St. Louis, but Kansas City and all other corners uh, in the state. You have to understand recruiting. It, it takes every day momentum to be able to do it. And I truly believe this game is one of college basketball's greatest rivals. And it's going to be electric in the building. I know that. It's always fun, and I like to, ever since that I've been able to cover the Bragg and Rights game, you never know what to expect. Even if coming in, that maybe the prediction would be that Illinois would come out on top CD over here. I know that you're hearing that. <laughs> or that Mizzou will. You just never know what to expect in the game, but Mizzou has been dominant in the last five years, winning the last four. Have you talked to some of the guys, the newer guys that you have coming in, about the significance of this game and how records really don't matter going in? Well, their teammates have started that conversation early in the summer when the guys kind of try to figure out who we're playing. Uh, and they talk about those uh, constant games that we have. And obviously it's Kansas, obviously it's Illinois. And the rival in the bragging rights game and obviously last year's success in it. And then it goes into our season once we start preparing. And now as we start to focus on our next opponent, which is Illinois, as coaches we kind of talk about that bragging rights Uh, history, tradition, and obviously how uh, ultimately records play no part of it. Records play no part in the outcome, and it's just going to be an unbelievable atmosphere with competition and some great players. Now, Coach, obviously it's important for the young men, but you are a a man that grew up in Chicago, Illinois, so I'm sure you got some (laughs) U of I family members and friends that have been talking to you this week. What is that like for you to be going up against the the University of Illinois? Well, well, I'll tell you one thing. Some of my best friends have graduated from University of Illinois, and the history and love, this is the only day that they'll put their degree to to the side <laughs> and cheer for their best friend, uh, so to speak. So I'll tell you that much. Um, obviously, you know, just being a border uh, to the state of Illinois and me being from there, I have family, friends, loved ones. Uh, but, you know, blood runs deep. Love runs deep. And I know they'll be cheering for Mizzou Tigers uh, and then just one day out of the year. Uh, but also uh, this will be their opportunity to, to reconnect with their alumni as well, as most of them will be at the game. Coach Gates, one of the things, maybe the main thing that coaches like to do is have players ascend. And you've got a relatively young group. Who should we keep an eye on, not only tomorrow night, but as this season continues? Who, who do you see ascending in the first 11 games so far? Well, right now, we've had to reset several times due to our injuries. As soon as we get as comfortable into a rotation, we've had some some things happen that's part of the game. And whether it's guys being able to play a full season or not or having injuries here and there that takes them out, uh, we've we've had to adjust. So right now, consistently, I would say our, our top three guys, Sean East, Nick Honor, Noah Carter, has done a tremendous job. What I'm looking for is, uh, you know, you look at Connor Vanover, who, had, who is a seasoned guy. You look at freshman Anthony Robinson, uh, Tamar Bates, who is a Big Ten guy, transfer from Indiana, uh, Aiden Shaw, uh, John Tonjay. You know, we want these guys to be able to come in, be prepared to play, but more importantly, um, you know, start to get into a rhythm where their success can be seen and consistent effort can be seen. And that's what I'm looking for at the most uh, as this season continues to unfold. Coach, what is the energy like right now around Mizzou athletics? You have Mizzou football, obviously a great season, everything that you're building up at the program. What is the energy like around there? Well, I'll tell you one thing. You look at what Eli Drinkowicz has done uh, from the standpoint of his program staff 
ten and two season, obviously going to a New Year's Six Bowl, top top ten in the country. It's momentum for our entire city, our entire athletic department, and we use it as a recruiting tool because our logo is at the forefront of all of sports, uh, and that's very important. You look at Don Sullivan at volleyball and what she's been able to do as SEC Coach of the Year in the NCAA tournament in her first season. Uh, you look at uh, not only that, but every other sport that we have is trending in the right direction. Just recently, Robin Pinchton took her team, her program, to Illinois and won on the road. And they're doing a tremendous job as they continue to build toward their future. And recruiting is the most important thing, and retention is the other most important thing. It's not one and two. It's 1A and 1A uh, when it comes to recruiting and retention these days as it relates to building a program. And I think Ultimately, young people want to be a part of success, and success uh, is is starting with our leadership, uh, President Moon Choi, and our athletic director, Desiree Reed Francois. Obviously, our board of curators do a tremendous job as well. Hey, Coach Gates, uh, one last thing from me, and Kerry touched on this, but I, I just want to get how you feel about it, because I think this is the best neutral site rivalry in America, with one side being orange and one side being black, and the f- crowd generally being 50-50. Y- you've now experienced it. Uh, how do you feel about the rivalry itself? And uh, am I wrong about it being the best neutral site rivalry in America? It's, it's second to none. It is second to none. And... um you know, my, my thing is this, you have certain rivalries that the media kind of projects and wants it to be as organic as the rivalry as Illinois and Mizzou has been over the years. It's one of the longest rivalries out there, and our fans, both sides, show up not just on that game but consistently throughout the season, and we have the pockets of growth uh, in in each program through the years. And when you look at uh, the historic part, man, it is bar none the best basketball rivalry out there uh, that's not even known by many or put on this pedestal. Uh, But, you know, we'll continue to grow and continue to make sure that we are consistent in in playing that game, and it's the most one of the most important things that we can continue to give to our traditions, uh, both from the Illinois side and our side here at Mizzou, is uh, just playing each other and making sure that we continue to pack out, uh, you know, downtown St. Louis right before Christmas. Love having you be a part of it, Coach. Thanks so much for the time this morning. We do appreciate it, and good luck tomorrow night. Hey, thank you, guys. M I Z Z O U. That's uh, Coach Gates here on 101 ESPN. There are three of us, said ZOU. The three, three of the four. You all. Three of the four. CD was like, I'm not going to get caught Man, saying that again. We'll play it. We'll just kick Carrie out of the show. <laughs> 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 That's it, Carrie. Uh, you gotta go. You're out of here. <laughs> Relegated to afternoon. <laughs> We're going to head down the stretch with uh, Rock and Roll, and Carrie's going to say goodbye to us next on 101 ESPN. You're back to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Let's rock. Let's rock today. I thought he was just going to leave us early. <laughs> it's like, Terry's right. last day in the opening drive. He's moving to the fast lane starting on Monday. Congratulations on 
that promotion so you get to work with Anthony and Jamie. We're going to miss you, brother. I'm going to miss you all as well. It's been a fantastic year and a half, and, uh, you know, you all have been awesome helping me throughout this process and coming to work to coming to work every day with you all has been great and i will miss you all i, I love y'all y'all are awesome people genuine great genuinely great people so thank you are, are you that. most proud of the fact that you never were late you you woke up every I, single you know time what? Yeah. I, I am proud of that <laughs> yes. like, but for, like i know how to be on time you yeah, know, I, yeah. I, I did we did have to get to work on time um you know when i played so i, I do know how i was yeah. it was one day last year where I was certain it was a snowy, icy day, and that dang on car slid, and I said, "Oh yeah, I'm not gonna make it today." But Let that me. wouldn't have been your fault. You got up in time. It I did get up in just time. The weather. I got here at like five, six fifty-six or something mm-hmm. like that. And that was okay. Game time is on time. Yes, sir. Yes, we'll Good. miss you, CD. I will, will miss you all as yeah. well. And Brooke, you're gonna be out. Happy, uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you yes. and yours. Yes. So and uh, so, and you're debating whether or not to go to a friend's birthday party. I am debating or not, um, because you know typically this time of year you go back home and visit family and stuff like that. So I was doing that, but uh, she's having party? her she's having her birthday party this Friday. So I obviously can't leave before mm-hmm. then. And Rock asked me, "Well, how old is she?" And I was like, "I think it's her 33rd birthday." No, yeah. And he was like, "Yeah." yeah. Um, you're, you're, you can skip that. You want me to skip it, or yeah. you want to go ahead? No, go ahead and yeah, say she, what you I'm, said. Why is she throwing? Why is she throwing? Is she throwing herself a 33rd birthday party? It is a birthday party. Yeah, at her house. Okay. And why something you, you can do if you want to. I mean, waste everybody's time and money. It's fine. So <laughs> why do you? So why do you think that, Rock? I don't think what? birthdays are that special. Celebrate the big ones. You know, the first 21. No, then, you you said then, after thirty, nobody should be celebrating. Celebrate birthdays. the first twenty-one, and then you know from there on in, I think the big five, the big fives, and the big zeros: 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, so on. What if you don't make it to thirty-four, Rock? Well, then you didn't do well. <laughs> what the heck is going on with you, brother? <laughs> Why do you hate joy? I have a respect for the twenty-seven forever club, but hey, they they, they didn't get that thirtieth birthday. Isn't there a religion where they don't celebrate birthdays? Is that Jehovah's Witnesses do not? I don't. Is that what you want? Jehovah's Witnesses don't. I know. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. Oh, oh, okay. Just making, I just want to make not. sure. <laughs> just making sure if it wasn't for oh, religious they're, reasons they're on why fun, you don't like birthdays. They're fun folks birthdays to talk to exciting. when they come to your door. You should have. You yeah, should for kids. If you want to celebrate a birthday, then. You should go ahead and do that. I'm saying you shouldn't, but you shouldn't worry about other people <laughs> celebrating. They, they, yeah, fine, celebrate your birthday. You don't, don't, expect, don't expect other people to show up so and celebrate your, your 33rd friend, birthday. If your best friend says, hey, bro, I'm having a 33rd birthday party, uh, you're going to make it? You're going to flat out say, no, nah, I don't believe in 33rd birthday parties. Your, you're on your own. I'll be at your house. <laughs> But I don't know if I, I mean, yeah, if somebody invites me, I'm not going to be completely so rude. So are you going to be is that they shouldn't have thrown it. Are you going to go into the party and say, why the hell are we even no, here? No. <laughs> what are we doing as here? As soon it's as the person, as person throws the party, I'm like, you know what, fine. You've, are you, you've so, dove in. Go ahead and have okay, your fun. Leading up to the party, are you questioning everything you've known about this friend for 30-something odd years? A little bit. So you Gee Louise. A little bit. If you tell me that you're having some huge, like, it's the same thing of like, if I saw one of my personal, like, college friends and he said, birthday week starts today, I would legitimately question how, how, our friendship on a rock? long you're, period of time. I'm, 33, I'm 32. Right? So, so we're in that age range. Yes. So if your significant other said, I'm going to throw you a 33rd oh. birthday party, they can do that. How are you? That's fine. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. And what if your friend said, Rock, that's stupid? Who wants to come to a 33rd birthday party? And you're sitting there, you and your significant other, with your birthday hat on and no friends around for your party because everyone thinks how you think. 
Okay. No, not it's okay. It's not going to bother me that much. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, so if Rachel's listening right now, you heard it here, Rachel. You don't have to get him a birthday present because it doesn't matter, right? Green, green seats rock. I've explained that. she's She likes getting presents. Well, I'm not a huge present to. person. I never have been. All right, if, man. If the birthdays don't matter if after 30, If your then... friends are listening, I hope they uh, invite you to every birthday party from here on out uh, and make you suffer. <laughs> if you invite me to a birthday party, I'm going to go. In the, he's in the corner eating cake. Just I'm going like, to get you a present. Right I'm going to show up. I'm going to do all the things you do because this is a society, as George Costanza likes to but say. You don't, you, don't like, you, you don't like how society works. Oh, no. No, 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 like, there's, a, there's a half dozen, you know, baker's dozen of people across the last 30 years. Oh, okay. man. I'm just saying. Are you blaming nuns? Um, I'm not, I, <laughs> why are they so? Why are they all so angry? Like, you made a conscious decision. This is your life. Why are Who's you mad at me? Nuns? Why are you mad at me about that? Nuns are angry? Every single freaking one of them I've ever well, met. We are. We, we kind of know why. They're we angry. did. <laughs> we that was a conscious decision they made. <laughs> I make decisions every I'm just, day. I'm 12. They're just, just trying to get to higher power. I'm just saying. And therefore, I'm they, they, old, they listened to the higher power. I'm they made a decision. Trying to make it and now they frustrated. You leave those nuns alone. I'm just trying to make it till 3 p.m. I'm a very tiny child with zero actual you know, responsibilities. But nonetheless, I'm a very tiny child. I'm very stressed out. I'm just trying to get till 3 p.m. Why are you yelling at me? You, you're an adult now. Do you understand why? It was their decision. All Do right? you understand why? No, now? no, they can get over that. Oh, all right. I don't know, man. You, you can always, you know, hey, uh, hey, the door's <laughs> open. You, one foot in front of the <laughs> other. Somebody and from, the, you'll be from the, the 618. Floor. Somebody said the Grinch didn't like how society worked either. Not oh, wrong. He was not abused. Wrong. Are, are you gonna take the? Are you gonna take the, <laughs> the who side on this one, you monster? <laughs> Those people were horrible. We are getting to some core. They deserve what they had coming to him. Here. Gosh, they don't deserve the who's did not deserve Christmas. We all we know are, that, right? Like, you to the core. The like they deserve they coal deserve and no presents. <laughs> they were monstrous people. You hear? You heard it here first. Rock will come and steal your children's uh, toys. I'm gonna say this right now. This, no, no. This Christmas season. I'm gonna say this right now. If you're an adult, if you're an adult who <laughs> um, who bullies a child? You're the, you're you're the scum beneath my shoes. No, nah, I do agree with that. We are in agreement there, and they should be uh, they should be a punch a red wing fan in the face. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. They put on a red wing jersey. Uh, so yeah, um, in the face. you're good, Brooke. Brooke you're in the clear. <laughs> Brooke Carey, Merry Christmas, Matthew. You be you. <laughs> You be you. <laughs> oh, I know. I love man. Christmas. I never said anything about Christmas. Uh, it's a birthday, you know. It is a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> then, then why isn't it in March? Stop. Oh, we got a lot of questions and no, why, not enough why answers. Why it in March? That's when he was born. Yeah, we got a lot. They got moved it. That's when he made the comeback. The great. <laughs> no, it just happens to be very close together. There's only 12 months we're down. working with Randy. with less than three minutes left the other day. Somebody did it. Somebody did it. When the Buffalo Bills come back in the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 35-32. A miracle that New Meadowlands we just had on the five with Sean Jackson's walk-off punt. That was four scores. Those were great. Oh, man. Great job today by our producer, audio engineer, Matthew Rocchio. Thank you, sir. Pleasure. I'm going to miss you, Carrie. Miss you too, brother. Be careful out there. Merry Christmas to you. Yes. Merry Christmas, you guys. And we'll miss you, CD. How about that? How about that? How about that? 
And Brooke brought by some uh, some goodbye donuts she for you. I did. So I know that he, he's been eating so healthy, I, I've and been I'm trying, sorry, and but like it's to celebrate. I just can't help myself. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Uh, CD, we will miss you, but we'll see you around the office, yes. I'm sure. Yes. And uh, we'll hear you every afternoon, 2 to 6. Thank you. Woo! I appreciate oh, that. Want your face. We want to see your face. <laughs> Who said that? You want to see my face? I don't think anybody that's, uh, that, that is in power is listening right now. But man, three hours is a lot easier than four. I'll have a little yeah. more sleep for that. For that, that's show. true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we thank you for tuning in, texting in, and being a part of the show. Danny back in with me tomorrow, uh, filling in from seven to ten for all of us until tomorrow morning at seven. Have a great Friday Eve, everyone. That's right. You've been listening to the Opening Drive Podcast on 101 ESPN and ESPN.com. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers.